We make USAA insurance to help you save. Take advantage of discounts when you cover your home and your ride. Discover how we're helping members save at USAA.com slash bundle. Restrictions apply. Right. I think that's us live. What we need to do, really, is rehearse some kind of hilarious skit for this bit where we're just checking we're on air at the start. So it's not just me going, I think we're live every week. I think you should have something prepared in future, Bouncy. Was that not scripted? I thought that was on the script. <laughs> it, says, it says on my screen, Kev, are we live? With a slightly concerned sound in his voice. So then Bouncy says, isn't that in the script? That's what it says on my screen here. And then Kev just goes quiet at the whole meta system that's going on. You remembered that remarkably well. And I'm going to reward you for that memory feat with a jingle. Hey. Hello and welcome to episode 41 of the Mature Gamer Podcast. I'm Kev and with me this week we have Bouncy and Anna. Say hello everybody. Hi. Hurrah! <laughs> We've got no Steve. <laughs> We've got no Steve. It's taken us 41 episodes and we finally got rid of him. Ah, it feels good to be without him, doesn't it? Yeah, but he's having a better time at home. I don't know that he is. He's, he's got, with his baby. He's got shiny metal twat making all that noise. <laughs> Oh, little lamb, lamp up. That's yeah, what it's called, isn't it's it? Lovely. It's a baby, oh, isn't it? It's lovely. They all look the same. I'm still very disappointed that it wasn't black. He's got more hair. I was all set up to have his child called Black Sheep. <laughs> that was going to be my thing. I was going to love that. And um, I'm very disappointed. I can hear the disappointment in Bouncy's voice as well. No, I, Joe, when we had our third one, um, it was born with a cord around the neck. Uh, which had restricted all the blood flow, so it came out a very dark colour. And for a split <laughs> second, I looked at my wife and went, you slap! <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then, and then realised actually the baby was in distress, and that was probably what it was before. <laughs> I'm sure that went down well with your wife, though. No, I only, looked, I only thought it. I didn't actually say it out loud. I just uh, looked at it, just a shot from the eye, thinking, wait a minute, I ain't no sucker. <laughs> I have eyes. What do you think you're trying to pull here? But no, it, just, it was just a, an odd colour, temporarily. Splendid. Well, on that note, another jingle. So, Bouncy, what have you been playing this? I can't speak. Yeah, you worked that. Oh, good job we don't do this live, innit? <laughs> Bouncy, what have you been playing this week, sir? This week I've been blim playing uh, Forza Horizon on the Xbox 360. Thank you. And I played it for about three quarters of an hour before deciding it just wasn't really the sort of game that I really want to be playing when there's lots of other games to play. It's a perfectly fine game. It, it's a very good game. Um, for some people who really love the Forza franchise, it's like... I mean, the way I described it to a friend of mine yesterday was, if you loved Forza, it's the equivalent of going to the park with your family and having to sit on a bench for the whole time, but seeing everything going on and then being able to go on the things. It's a bit like that. In that you can kind of, you're on a racetrack and you can see roads outside. You think, I can go over there. Why can't I go over there? And then, and then you can't go over there. And then it falls around, you can go over there. And then you realize it's not actually as interesting as it could have been. 
Um, it's just too much desert and too much open space for me. I've been toying with the idea of getting this because I'm one of these folks who um, who does really like um, does really like Forza. But mm. is it? I haven't played a demo. I haven't looked at it at all. Is it along the lines of something like Burnout Paradise or what? I would say it's more like Test Drive Unlimited. It's a lot closer to that than anything else. Um, but without so much emphasis on it constantly being live multiplayer, there is a very separate multiplayer and single player components. In multiplayer, you can have free drive where you can kind of drive around with your friends and stuff. And then it feels a bit more like Burnout Paradise. But it just for me, it just didn't have much fun to it. It was it was perfectly great driving simulator but it didn't feel fun and i need a game to feel fun there was a mission there's a level where you had to race against an airplane and i didn't think it was that f- much fun and that should have been brilliant um and <laughs> so, so you um do you like drive to the races to start them off is it that kind of thing or is it uh you do uh, you do um and you unlock like kind of quick jump spots you know like in uh yeah, you know those those games where you can like go to a spot and say right, quick travel to here or whatever. You, so you get those. So because it's quite a big area, it would be quite tedious constantly driving backwards and forwards for some people. So they put these quick jump areas in. But yeah, I mean it's it's as I cannot fault the game. It is a really good game. But for me, at a time of year where there are dozens of games coming out, it's not one that's worth my time really at the moment. So as a result, I ended up playing. Burnout Paradise on the PlayStation 3. Aha! Which was, uh, A, a bit of a backward step, obviously, because it's going back to a five-year-old game. Uh, but really good. I've not played it on the PlayStation before. <laughs> I had it on the Xbox and was given it free on the PlayStation as part of the PlayStation Plus thing ages ago. And I'd bought all the unlock stuff for my youngest because he adores Burnout. And uh, so I just went for it, just unlocking trophies. And I got my first ever platinum trophy on it uh, in a space of about four days of gaming on it so that gives you some idea of how much time i've plowed into it this, this how week. many hours is four days and i still haven't got on that, that i would say them. you're looking at about 40 hours of burnout paradise this week Blech. um which I is i don't want one that much it's well no that's just because i was going after i was just doing random stuff in between if i was really focused i probably could have done it a bit quicker um but yeah i adored it i loved every minute of it i went in online played with random people couldn't chat to them obviously because the chat's horrifically broken on the playstation but um just just a great game it hasn't aged at all visually it's not up there but gameplay wise it's not been touched and uh you know i liked that game very much i didn't play enough of it i didn't get it until mm. i think i got it free with a controller and trivial pursuit because i wanted trivial pursuit yeah and i think that, that came with as well it. i have three versions of three discs of it for the xbox um <laughs> Just, yeah, that one, I think that was the ultimate box. Yeah, by the time I started playing it, everyone else had stopped and it made me sad because the bits that I did play of it seemed really cool. And I wish I'd got in there. But it was the same with um, Test Drive Unlimited. I never had that when it was out. When it came out, Test Drive was horribly broken. And then they fixed it and then everybody had gone. So it never really hit its stride. But Burnout Paradise, I mean, I spent night after night in there just as a chat room, just meeting up with people driving around, not even doing missions or challenges, just driving around, crashing into each other and having a laugh and a joke. And my website was formed in a game of it. We just sat one night thinking up funny names for websites. And they went, oh, that'll do. And we just went from there. So, yeah, a lot of time was spent on it. And I was still very fond of it. And obviously, with Need for Speed out this week, which is essentially Burnout Paradise 2, um, it was enough of an inspiration to sort of go back and say, let's play, let's, let's leave Forza 
and it's place of us. And I paid to rent Forza as well. I played it for one day and then put it back in the box, <laughs> which for me to pay to rent something anyway is a bit unusual. Um, so to put it back in the box is criticism at least uh, mm. for Forza. But you know, I'll go back to it. I'm sure it'll be about twenty quid after Christmas, and that'll be a well worth purchase. But it's just one of those games. Um, you didn't get the five hundred pound season pass for it then, or however much it is. No. I wouldn't, even if I was a huge fan of the series, I couldn't support that. It's too much, it's money up front for something you haven't even got. And I don't, I mean, you look at things like the Gears of War and the Borderlands and the upcoming Halo passes, you know what to expect and you know how much it enhances your gameplay. How much difference does an extra car really make in Forza? I had the season pass on Forza 4 and I haven't played Forza 4 since about January. So that was money well spent. I think that was about £25. And I don't know anything about cars anyway. It makes no difference to me. I'm pretty sure I never had any of them. I I downloaded them, but I don't think I unlocked them in game. I don't think I ever drove them. You've still got to unlock. You've still got to buy them. So you've, you've paid money for something you still have to unlock. It's a very iffy system that i'm not a big fan of so yeah i'd never have done that i always grabbed every month i grabbed the free car anyway so i probably still got about 20 free cars out of the series so far but uh yeah so between those two burnout paradise kind of edged into lead and then slammed into first and shot off into the distance with a crash and a bash and a wang and a pang um so yeah in between playing a lot of burnout i then ended up on the ipad playing a lot of jurassic park builder building jurassic park there's not much to say, really. I'm trying to wean myself off of Farmville 2. That's the plan, just to give myself something else I could just click on and tap on. And that one was doing all right until I kind of hit the upper levels, and it's now just taken a long while to get new stuff. So I found myself going back to Farmville, which is not the point of this. I don't have five games on the go. <laughs> that's, not, <laughs> that's not what I do. But I have a sort of addiction to these, these kind of like build a village or build a town or build a park. I just... I like clicking on stuff for instant gratification. Is that, give me that. Is that full of microtransactions then? Uh, well, they all are to a point. It depends how patient you are. And mm. I'm quite patient, so I, I never really have to spend very much. Um, with that one, they, they kind of went in with a website called Tapjoy, where if you try other games or watch videos, it'll give you the currency in-game for free. So it's a, a better way of doing it. Rather than put the advert in the game, you have to go out of the game, but then you're rewarded with in-game currency. So I'm quite happy with that. I'm quite happy to watch a few trailers. and or just Actually, I say watch, push play, go off and do something, come back. There's some money waiting for me. Um, so, yeah, it's, 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 it's one of the least kind of – it doesn't throw it down your throat all the time. It's, it's a place for it, and that one doesn't seem to put it at the front. It's like, well, there's your park. That's what you're earning. You have to kind of import uh, food to your animals and – build your roads for the cars to go around. But yeah, it's, it's very simple. It's very early days. It only came out this week, so hopefully it'll improve soon. Splendid. Now, I've, uh, lastly, uh, Assassin's Creed 3, <laughs> I got this a bit earlier. Can I point out that you're a son of a bitch? <laughs> I don't know if I mentioned it on Twitter at any point. I, I think, think I also did. told you to shut your whore mouth at one point <laughs> as well. You did. you did. And I also posed a rather provocative uh, tit shot of me with the two discs fashioned a bra out of them and then kind of i was spent about five minutes just licking them while my <laughs> wife took the photo and then she realized she'd actually had she'd not been taking them properly she hadn't taken it she'd been taking them landscape and i took offense <laughs> that she had to take a photo of landscapes to get my chest in so yeah i, I was uh, post a similar picture in response but because i got it on playstation 3 it was only one disc and i couldn't figure figure out a way to make that provocative could have put it on your willy <laughs> 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 well you could have done anyway uh, so yeah so i got this a bit early and um and i i, I felt 
a bit of a pang of guilt at first because whenever we get some games very early, I kind of feel like, oh, I know a lot of people are waiting for this. And then people want to know stuff immediately. And the one thing with the first four hours of Assassin's Creed is anything you say will impact the person's experience they're going to play. Because you can say, oh, you don't play as Connor for that section. And, and, you know, I hadn't read anything that suggested the person you do play being a playable character in such a kind of for so long. Um, and I was really glad it, it did, but it felt very slow and it felt a bit ploddy. And... It's the longest tutorial in the history of a game ever. <laughs> I'm on sequence five now and I still yeah. feel like I'm in the tutorial mm. until I'm wearing a bloody hood. I'm not playing Assassin's Creed yet. Yeah. Yeah. How are you on five? Four is very small. I'm on six. Okay, perhaps I can't count. <laughs> perhaps you're further into it than me. Ah! I'm not, though. Well, there you go. Are you still in a tutorial as well? Are you wearing a hood? No. You're in a tutorial. I'm going around. Just Bouncy, just when do I get a hood? I've been you, playing... you get it towards the end of five, beginning of six. I forget which one. But yeah, you, you, have you had the sea battle yet? No. No. Oh, that after, sounds after swell. You, after your sea battle, you get your hood. Nice. So, uh, yeah, I and think then, that and is then, the traditional way to get a hood. And then, That's how and all then, the other assassins got as there. As soon as you get the hood, it then takes you out of the animus and turns you into Desmond for a mission, <laughs> which is brilliant. <laughs> so you get like, yes, I've got... Oh, look at that. <laughs> but no, it, um, it worked really well. Actually, the sea battle, I, that was the one thing I had a real misgiving about, is how that would work. And I absolutely loved it. I was swinging the shit around, because you climb <laughs> the cannons, and it puts like a white line across the sea, so you can see where the cannon fire will go. So with good naval combat, you try and come head on and then you turn broadside and then just fire straight at the ship. So I was like, charge Bouncy, it on. Bouncy, you don't need to tell me about good naval combat. It oh, goes well, without saying. I'm going for some of the people in the chat who may well live in Bridlington and have never even seen the sea. <laughs> um, but yeah, so my daughter was sat there and I went, Katie, Katie, tell me where to fire. So I primed the cannons. I started spinning around. My daughter just sits there going, that ship shooting at you. I went, yes, Katie, tell me when to fire. <laughs> then I had to turn the ship the other way because I missed the opportunity. It took me three passes of zigzagging across the sea before she realised what tell me to fire actually meant me to do. But I, I held it. I don't know why I didn't just let go. Okay. All right, next time, tell me to fire. But yeah, you've got main cannons. And you've got um, swivel turrets as well. And yeah, it's just really good. It's really, really... It's a lot simpler than it should be. Uh, I did get to kind of manoeuvre a ship up a channel with rocks in it and you had you got to get full synchronization you can't take any damage so i was perfectly going around like a pro then a boat just steers straight into me and i was like you i wanted to sink it but we did have cannons at that point but if i ever see it again it's going down literally um but yeah it's everything about it the the, the slowness of the opening particularly when you're kind of running through deep snow and you think <laughs> Oh, come on. <laughs> oh, I just, I just wanted to climb a damn tree. I'd seen all these trailers. I'm, I'd spent a good 10 minutes running at the trees thinking, why the hell won't you climb a tree? Maybe he's oh. an Englishman. He's, he's not, a, not a, an Indian. This is true. So, uh, but yeah, I think in terms of storyline, it is the most important way of starting that game. In terms of gameplay, it was the worst way to start that game. I think but the whole the... section could have been a lot shorter because... Yeah. I was playing it for a long time thinking, I don't know why I'm doing this. I don't want to do this. I want to just be an assassin. Um, and then, like you say, story-wise, now I completely get why I did it. But, oh, it was you long. You couldn't fight, could you, chicken? Well, no, because this is, a, this is the first time I've ever played an Assassin's Creed game on the PlayStation. And at no point does it tell you what the fucking attack button is. 
I was, oh, I don't know. I was just following it. It tells you what the counter and the break defense buttons are. I'm thinking, right, well, you must have to counter, then break their defense. That must be what they mean by attack. This is crazy PlayStation speak. Um, and then Anna came in and said, yeah, if you just press the square, you, uh, you hit them with your sword. Do you take 10 minutes? The, yeah, you know battle. there's that sword fight you have on the boat. Which oh. I'm, oh, hold on, spoiler alert. You have a sword fight on a boat. If that's spoiled Assassin's Creed for anyone, I'm very sorry. I know it's a very strong story-driven story game. If I've ruined it for you all by saying you have a sword fight on a boat, I'm very sorry. That sword fight took me 10 minutes. The only way I did any damage to the opponent was when I dodged out the way and threw him into barrels. I ended up walking around that bloody <laughs> cellar place, positioning myself in front of battle barrels so I could counter him into the barrels and that's how I eventually won the fight. But that's 10 that's minutes. how you have to fight it. It's the only way. It's Is the it? only way. I watched Where... Hannah do it and she just twatted him with, his, with her sword <laughs> three or four times and it was over in 10 seconds. All right. With mine, uh, it was purely set up as a, as a tutorial for that kind of combat. Because then later on you get the, um, the captains of the guard and you have to use the same technique on them because you can't just hit them because they'll deflect it. But yeah, I just, I just went through it. Still, I still went through first time, but I just threw him into a barrel. I was like, it's the first time. Yeah. Okay, go. I just assumed that was the whole point of it. Well, there you go. So. You're officially a gaming genius then because you managed to do it. <laughs> I do, me and Bouncy are idiots. The sword fighting in the game is better than they've ever done. It's better than any sword fighting in any game I've ever seen. Oh, the combat's very, very good, isn't it's it? It's so good. I mean, especially um, Haytham's control of the sword. When he just like flicks it to his side in between fights, it's just like, oh, you're so badass. <laughs> oh, this is awesome. Uh, and as I've got player O'Connor, him using, I didn't know how the axe would work that well. <laughs> But the axe works really, really well. I mean, it's brutal. You know, kind of hook him in the face, pull him in, just snap the neck. I say, uh, he's an angry kid, I'll tell you that much. He's a very, very angry kid. Nice. Talk to me about running through trees, Bouncy, because I love the running through trees. Yeah. I, uh, I, I wasn't sure how that would work. Um, but having now had a go on it, I'm quite happy. Because I, I haven't made it into a city yet. I'm quite happy to just, to just run around on trees. I think it's awesome. Mm. It, it's 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 very good it's very fluid i like the um if you're in a y-shaped tree you can go upwards because that was one of the issues i had i thought well, you can't climb every tree that wouldn't work so yeah they put that in um the only one the only thing i didn't like was that mission where you first kind of climbing the trees and you've got that bloke with you who falls mm. in the water and you have to go back for him and oh i, was, I let him drown the first I was time like, oh come on i think i didn't notice him i just legged it across yeah. um, and then it said you've lost contact with your partner well, i thought you were bloody following me you know, it was very simple. I just held down the bloody shoulder button and pushed forward. How did he not manage that? Yeah, I, I kind of looked at him and I was like, hmm, failure you are. But uh, no, it was, uh, it was, it was, what, it, the little bits like that that do annoy me in the game where it's, it's kind of, it's very free and then all of a sudden you failed because of one tiny little bit that just doesn't fit. And that, like a bloke falling in the water behind you, you think, well, actually, that's nothing that should be anything to do with me. Why am I responsible for him falling over? Uh. If I'd have pushed him in, Fine, I'll have to get him out. But there was a, you know, if you don't touch the ground, you've got full synchronization. But it's very hard not to when you're going through. So, yeah, other than that, uh, the hunting worked really well. It was a very well kind of thought out. I still don't see the point of that yet. I was, I was, yeah, if that's just for money, blech. I was, I, I had the same thing in Red Dead Redemption. I didn't really understand why I was doing it in that either. It just seems like it's one of those things that's been thrown in just to pad the game out a little bit. Yeah, I if, think, I think if, there become, if there becomes a reason to do it later on, then yeah, okay. But I don't need to be firing arrows at rabbits. Yeah, the main reason I think it's there is that kind of you've got that whole frontier bit, and obviously that's 
not really used too much. It's, it's there's little bits. I think if it's a bigger bit, then it will give you something to do. It's like you say with Red Dead. It's not so much to pad it out, but to actually have something that's going on in a desolate space. Because when you're in Renaissance Italy, everywhere you look, there's something happening. If you're just in between some trees, if you kind of wander, it it breaks up the the tedium a little bit. So I think that's kind of in there for that reason but also i mean if you can cook the food and then use it to restore your health then that'd be quite handy as well but again you know it's uh there's a whole trading thing i don't know if you've done the trading ledger where you have to trade resources and things as well it's i don't think i'm that far yet no there's i mean there's a lot in there that's kind of it's trying to make it into rather than just you run around and beat somebody up go to the next stage beat it which was the one criticism that stood up with the earlier Assassin's Creed games, it, it pretty much was, you've got to get this bloke. So you'd run across the rooftops, kill a couple of guys, jump on him, and then escape. And then you'd have... So, I love that. Stuff. Oh, it's great. And that's still there. But you need other stuff to make the world feel alive and feel realistic. I actually sat there and groaned when I was playing through it yesterday when I had to start following people around and sit on benches. Because that <laughs> reminded me so much of the first game. It, it was as if the next three hadn't existed. And mm. I was just sat on benches listening to conversations. And I actually sat there and just went, oh, really? I hope this isn't a big part of this game. I don't want to be sat on... I don't like stealth. There was I've one only... mission I had to restart 20 times because it was, I just don't do stealth. I just want to charge in and hit people with a tomahawk. Was, was that mission the one where you're in that uh, base with the cannons? Yes. And you have to follow people around yes. and listen to them while also staying in cover at all times. Yep. And not killing anyone. No. It, it was, it was, I, at first I thought, well, why are their voices going quiet? I haven't moved. I was like, oh, they're moving. Oh, fair enough. I walked out and there was a guard there. I was like, oh, hey, what are you doing there? <laughs> um, so, yeah, but once you, once you kind of realise where they're going, it's, it's one of those things to... That's the thing. Once you know their route, I just went and found exactly. a spot that I could hear them all around me. But it's, I don't see how you can do it without failing a couple of times first and stuff like that annoys me in games. games. That happened with Dishonored, though. There was like, it was kind of trial and error to get better and better at it. So I think, you know, with anything stealth-based, you have to kind of plan it out. Or you kind of, you have an in- intuition, you get it right first time. But generally, that's kind of a fluke rather than skill. Because you don't know the first time they walk off, you don't know if they're going to pause, you don't know if they're going to turn around. So you've got to kind of stay in cover and, and stuff like that. But yeah, I'm, I'm really enjoying it. I'm not rushing it. It's a huge game. I think I was... Um... I should hope it is with a five-hour bloody tutorial. <laughs> well, I guess I'm... When we got there, it was only 10% on. Yeah. So we got 90% yeah. to go. Like I say, I, was like, um, I think I'm six and a half hours in and it's about 18% complete. So I'm happy with that. That's, uh, that'll do. I'll do nice. Well, I'm going to break with the running order ever so slightly here because while we're getting all Assassin's Creedy, why not talk about Assassin's Creed 3 Liberation on the PlayStation Vita? Have you picked this one at Bouncy or is this one? I haven't yet. I have had a little bash at it at Eurogamer. Um, but I will pick that up at a later date. I actually, after two or three hours of both games, preferred this to the console version just because it throws you straight into it. It's, it's odd for an Assassin's Creed game in that it's nothing to do with Desmond, nothing to do with this storyline of Assassin's Creed at all, really. In fact, you turn your Vita on and it basically welcomes you to the Animus and you, it's a lot on the basis that you've bought an Animus you can now go and mess around in history, basically, and pretend to be this person, which is quite a cool way of doing it. And mm. might even be a way for them to milk the Assassin's Creed franchise dry once they're done with Desmond, which um, I can't imagine they'd have thought of that. That doesn't sound like a game company. <laughs> but um, no, it's really good. It's, you get straight into just running around rooftops and buildings and p- 
pissing around in a swamp. Oh, I just love running around in a swamp, tree to tree. It's awesome. The only weird thing about it, because it hasn't got the Desmond stuff and hasn't got the depth that you get from things like buying the buildings and um, like your stuff, like your hunting and things, to mix this one up and make it a little bit different, you basically get to play it dressing up. You have three different costumes. You can dress up as an assassin, a slave, or a lady. Um, (laughs) (laughs) When you're an assassin, you can do everything that normal assassins can do. It's just like running around any Assassin's Creed game. When you're a slave... From what I can tell, you're just not a very good assassin. They batter the crap out of you in combat, but you can blend into the background easier because there's loads of slaves around, so it's, you don't sort of stand out as much. And the feature we've all been waiting for, when you're a lady, you can't run, you can't climb, you can't fight. But what you can do is walk around and charm any men standing around by themselves. Yeah. Wow, this is that's that's historically accurate because body form wasn't invented until the late nineteen seventies, early eighties. In which case, you could run around and roller skate with dogs and stuff. <laughs> so, if it is set in like nineteen eighty nine, you'd have been you'd, you should have criticised that. But as it is, it sounds fair to me. Well, exactly. But the the one criticism I've got of it, and um, Anna's going to tell you in a minute how she's really not liking it, are you? No. But I think that's because. Of the first hour and a half of the game, you spend about an hour of it as a lady. And you're just basically wandering around doing detective work. And it's a completely different type of game. You're exploring some docks as a lady, not able to run, not able to climb, not able to fight. And you're just basically going in. It's it's like the, the eagle vision seems different from how it normally is in Assassin's Creed. And it sort of becomes like um, Batman-style detective mode where you just turn detective mode on, it highlights a clue, and then you slowly saunter over to it in your pretty fancy dress, um, and you press a button, and it says, ah, this clue has told you this, and then you swan off to your next clue, walking very slowly, charming the odd man on the way, Um, and it's basically just an hour of wandering around very slowly, pressing the circle button. But once you get past that, and it throws you into the swamp, and you're a proper assassin going around killing folk. It's great. It, to me, it looks as good as a console version of Assassin's Creed. Plays really well. Combat's great. The running around is great. I just hope I don't spend too much time as a lady. But then I think that about all games. <laughs> yeah. Why don't you like it? It's just boring. Have you got past the bit where you're a lady? No, that's where I just turned off. It's just because um, you have to kill witnesses. Have you got that where you have to? Because every single one, like my slave, my lady, and my assassin all have them red rings, and it says you have to go and kill witnesses. But when you go over to them, everyone just starts hitting you. You can just rip the posters down. That will lower you. I found your... one. <laughs> <laughs> it's just too mad. How have you managed to get your lady to be wanted? All you can do is walk around and smile I, at men. Because you still got your sword, your your wrist thing, your wrist sword thing. So she can fight. <laughs> Well, that, that could have been much less than an hour. It said on screen, when you're, when you're a lady, you can't fight. You still love that. Ah, what do you know? Well, it just, oh, it just got on noise. So I turned it off and had a nap. <laughs> Are you going to go back to it? Might do. It's just, no, the fact was I was playing that and you were playing the nice version <coughs> on the big screen and... The almost big screen. You were napping in front of the big, big screen. I had the medium screen. How was I napping? Oh, okay. No, that was that was no, earlier in the day, wasn't luckily. it? I was thinking of last night no. when I was banished to the dining room to play. 
<laughs> but no, because you would have gone in front of me and I would have spoiled no. <laughs> Not out now. Yes, listeners, she did just suck her teeth. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, I would suggest it's well worth picking up. It's a game that works really well on the Vita. It's a bit pricey at 40 quid for a handheld game. But it goes with the, the one on the big console, don't it? You can sync it up on the PlayStation. Yeah, I'm a little bit disappointed in how that works because that was my basis for getting the um, console one on the PS3. And the, the interaction between the two isn't that major. Well, no. Apparently, Connor will give her a weapon at some point. Yeah, from what I can tell, if you sync the two of them up, which is really easy to do, by the way, you just have to have your PlayStation 3 and your Vita both turned on, and they just do it by magic. It's witchcraft or something. You just go into this, into the extras part of both of them, and just poof, they're synced. It's amazing. But the only, the only stuff that it, um, it passes between the two, from what I can tell, it doesn't affect Assassin's Creed 3 in any way at all. I know um, she appears in it, apparently. Does she? Yeah. That's not what I read. Some about the New York mission. I have no idea. What from what I've read, all it does is you can play one mission in Liberation as Connor, and then at the end of it, he gives um, I don't even can't remember what her name is. No. Um, he gives her his tomahawk, so you then have that as a weapon. Uh, and from what I can tell, that's the only interaction between the two. So but it's something new, isn't it? It's something different. Yeah, but it, you know, it could have been no, so the much Xbox more. But what I was hoping is it would be something like in Mass Effect 3 where you had all the um, galactic readiness stuff. And I was thinking, if I, I, would, I, be, I want to have to play the Vita version to a certain point to get the best ending of Assassin's Creed 3. But I suppose yeah, but, that would have made everyone get upset about the fact that, oh, I've not got a Vita! Yeah, but even mm. though you go on, like, you want the Xbox one, you still get an hour extra on the PlayStation one. Which I the don't, Xbox? No, I you didn't don't. Get the code. I got the code. Plus, it's really buggy. Assassin's it's Creed Three. Getting back to I've that. I've seen one bug, and I've that had is to it. restart three times now. It's because you can't play. No, it just doesn't work. It's either, no, it's your PlayStation because it, I've been playing my exactly the same time mm. as like amount of time as you. I might be fine. So I'll we? play it on yours then. Yeah. So, what have you been playing then, apart from Assassin's Creed? Me? Oh, yeah, I need to you. get my notes out. <laughs> um, Fallout, New Vegas, again. Because I just wanted achievements. <laughs> so I went around You want to play it properly, because you only played it on PS3 before, which I imagine was just a crash I never, I, Yeah, I never finished it, because it just annoyed me after a while, because it was just oh, so buggy. But yeah, I just wanted achievements, so I played that. <laughs> and now my little boy wants me to play it all the time. Yeah, I don't get what the attraction is. He obviously <laughs> likes seeing people get shot in the head in slow motion. Every game should have bats mode. It's great. It does. Um, Risen 2. It's a bit broken, that game. I don't understand why you bought this. Bear in mind, you've it just got Borderlands quid. 2. You knew Assassin's Creed 3 was yeah, coming. Yeah, but, but I thought Pirates. <coughs> and I'm thinking, oh, Pirates of the Caribbean. And it's just the Pirates of the Caribbean ripoff. When I walked into the room and saw you playing this, all I saw was a man wandering around shirtless. Yes. Reminds me of um, that other game you made me play while you were watching that involved a man being shirtless. I'm spotting a trend in games that you choose to play <laughs> where you just sit, you seem to choose games based on the shirtlessness of the I men in it. I think that's why I don't like Liberation because he's not a guy. <laughs> I can't follow him around. <laughs> You're a disgrace. I know. Um, we also played Sesame Street this week. No, we. I didn't play this. I left the room while <laughs> okay, this was going yeah. on. Me Although, if you look at children. my raptor, I've got 10 hours on the damn thing. Well, no, the, the two girls playing it, um, they had two episodes on it. 
I'm constantly screaming picture at it. That was quite You were talking about this the other week, weren't you, Bouncy, I think? Yeah. Yeah. Is there any more to this game? Because I was sat at my desk trying to do some work, and all I heard for two hours was this lot in the other room just going, picture! Is that all you bloody do in this game? You can do if you want. You can shout what you like. That's that's the joy of Connect. You can just literally just shout whatever you want. It won't understand you all the time. But no, it's 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 a great. I've got it for my little one's Christmas present. It sits in the cupboard ready to be unwrapped, and I'm tempted to give it to him early. But uh, yeah, it's um, it's just brilliant. It's silly. I mean, it's it's like Happy Action Theatre mixed with Sesame Street. And so, I mean, like there's bits with Elmo's world where it's, they're not really playing much. They're just kind of, there's an animation of a surfboard and a kid can stand on it. <laughs> and, and it's not really a game as such, but I loved it. I, I put all enough and pair, put a pair of shorts on because I knew it was coming. So I was then just stood there going, yay! <laughs> I, don't, I don't think they got any further than just yelling picture and then watching no, they, fairies. They were, no, they were chucking like coconuts in a box and it was all right. But then your little one watched nine hours of that fairy thing. <laughs> oh, did i get achievements for that i don't know so it was just it was episodes because we got it like a year's free subscription thing and she watched every single episode twice that day <laughs> i think i should twice. get achievements because i've got eight hours of that on my bloody raptor i want achievements for it you got achievements when they were playing the games you got like 111 game of points Excellent. for some reason i don't know amazing yeah what else did i play oh i played saints row free the did third. you I did. I got it off Sheepdog last week. After you did? I've not seen you play that. I did. I played it on Friday. Were you here Friday? Oh. I don't know. But, yeah, I um, couldn't get into it. No? no? See, I would think that's your kind of game, because it's just constant destruction and mayhem, no. and tigers punching you in the face while you're driving a car. Well, no, I was trying to find these things, but I couldn't find and them. And giant so... cocks that you can hit people with. Where is that? I want that. Well, you have to play it a bit more. You unlock oh. it a little bit later. Yeah, it just got on my nerves, so I put that away as well. And of course, the most exciting new game you've played this week on, but unbelievably running on my first generation iPad. Ah, oh, yes, the um, Borderlands Legend iOS game. I've only played it for about 10 minutes, it was alright. I'm just a- amazed that it works <laughs> on my iPad. Bear in mind, Infinity Blade doesn't work on it, and that's like a three year old game. The fact that this actually works on my yeah. iPad, I'm really happy. And I've only heard it. I've not actually yeah, watched it. But the sound on it, it just sounds like a Borderlands game. I really is, want to play it. It's top-down kind of thing. You have to drag people to places you really want to be, and then people come from the side of the screen, and then you move on to the next stage. Apparently, it bridges the gap between the end of Borderlands and the start of Borderlands 2, doesn't it? So you start leaving the vault. Yes. From where, and then I guess you get to the point where you just got, Borderlands you, it 2 gives starts. You missions to go and do, so just and you control that. all four of them, don't yeah. you? And you buy games and games for them. No, you don't. You buy guns for them. Have you had a go on this yet, Bouncy? I have. I have. Um, I really enjoyed it. I loved reading some of the criticisms of it, though. What There's criticism? One, one guy great. went, "This isn't a Borderlands game." It's not a first-person shooter. <laughs> Thank God it's not a first-person shooter. They don't work on iOS. Well, they did the one for Rage, which worked quite well, which was like an on-rails kind of... It was based around the game show thing. But yeah, people are like, oh, it, it, it kind of looks like Borderlands, but it doesn't play like Borderlands. It's like, God, just, it's the same universe. It has to obviously be the same sort of game. You can't possibly adapt it. So yeah, just it's idiots that complaining for the sake of being idiots again. But yeah, it's, it's really good. I'm not, again, I've not spent a huge amount of time with it. That's why I didn't really mention it earlier. But I hope to this week uh, and obviously get back with what I really think of it once I've had a good old wrangle with my old tank buddy because I ain't seen him for a while. Bless him. 
um, he's no- noticeable by his absence in Borderlands 2 so far. I don't moment, know. Yeah. yeah, I'm. I don't know. I'm at level 22 or something now. I think so. Yeah. Getting getting well into it, and he mm-hmm. still hasn't made his presence known. I hope it turns out he's a baddie, and he's actually handsome Jack. That would make me happy. Wouldn't make me happy. I loved him. <laughs> it, when I was picking him for Borderlands 1, it was like, well, which the way we ruled is like three friends got together with me. We, we all picked character. They went about to see, you've got to be him. I mean, why? He just gets angry and punches things. <laughs> like, That's fair enough. So when it came to Borderlands 2, I was hoping there was going to be somebody like it. And they were like, oh, just go for the Gunzerker. It's not the same. It's not even remotely the same. He's tiny, isn't he? I'm, I'm, he's, he's, he? Well, the thing on the Gunzerker that I didn't like more than anything. It's like, yes, you can dual wield, but if you're carrying a sniper rifle, all it means is you're running it with a pistol in one hand and firing a shot every kind of few seconds. Hmm. But the other way, it's, it's not enough really as a, as a weapon. So I'm going to restart with a soldier class, I think, because it's, it's, I'm not enjoying the game as much as a result of the class I am, and I don't think that should be the case, really. <coughs> uh, Borderlands 2 is actually the other main thing I've been playing this week, up until when um, Assassin's Creed arrived. Um, Which was I'm actually... yesterday morning when you turned it on for five seconds and turned it off as soon as it came <laughs> through the door. Yeah, we were going to sit and have a number. We had had three good Borderlands 2 sessions this week, though. I've actually caught up with Anna now, so we're at the same sort of level, so we can, we can be playing co-op again. Um, but I, I just love this game. I don't really have anything new to say about it other than the fact that I've poured another 12 or 15 hours into it this week and I just don't see that stopping. It, I think it took me about a year to finish the original Borderlands just because every time something new would come along, I'd stop for a little while. But it's, you can just fall back into it so easily. I could happily not play that for a week now and know that I'll drop back into it and it will just still be great. I don't do side missions in games, but for some reason I do in Borderlands 2. It just fits me. I love it. I want all games to be Borderlands 2. It's great. And the other thing I played, Dishonored. I finally started that. Um, I don't know if I like this. Um, what I do know is Sheepdog's a damn idiot, which I called him out on on Twitter, because I, um, I, we have the exact same telly that he has. He had all his problems with the darkness on there and the fact he couldn't see anything. I set, put it in thinking, right, I'm not going to see anything. Last time I couldn't see anything was Dead Space 2, and that lasted 10 minutes before <laughs> I sent that back. I don't like not being able to see anything. So I was already angry with it before I started. Put it on, set the brightness settings, went into it. I can't even see the bit where it could be dark. It's just all perfectly easy to see what's going on, and I just don't get it. The man's a fool. And I'm quite happy to say that because he's not here to defend himself. He even posted a picture on Twitter of just a black screen with some glowing bits on it, and I can only assume he's just set the brightness up the opposite way to what he's supposed to because it, he's not got enough hair to keep his brain warm. It looked to me that his contrast was well out because his, his colours on the health bar are really vivid as well. So it looked like his contrast was shot to pieces, the fool. But um, yeah, I, I looked at it, I just like, because I played it even the bit he was on about wasn't dark and I couldn't understand what was going on. So I just assumed that because when you start the game, it does say off and, you know, make sure you, you get the brightness right there. I just think he just skipped past that. And then the game permanently just made him suffer for being impatient. Quite right too. uh, I think he sent it back now as well. He got upset with it. (laughs) Um, I, I hope it's a game where I can still know what's going on when I go back to it. Because I imagine I'm not going to touch that for a couple of weeks now because I've still got the two Assassin's Creed games bubbling. We've got Halo 4 coming out within a week as well. 
So I don't see myself, and obviously Borderlands 2 bubbling under the whole time. I can't see myself touching Dishonored again for another two or three weeks. I just hope it's not one of those games where I do go back to it in two or three weeks' time and just have no idea what's going on. Hopefully I won't forget the controls. Hopefully I won't forget where I am. I'm about four or five hours in. And it, I mean, it's a pleasant way to pass the time, but it's not anything that I'm thinking, oh, I definitely need to get back into this immediately. So um, I may well come back to it and in future episodes and tell you all how wonderful it is but don't be surprised if i never play it again because um it's very easy for games to just get lost the witcher 2 did that with me after i got lost in the woods and then didn't play it for a few weeks i went back into it couldn't remember the controls and haven't touched it since it's quite easy for games to lose me if they're a bit too complicated for me to drop back into just don't have the time to play them all Solidly, the way no, some of you crazy is, kids do. It, it is the biggest issue hitting gamers at the moment is that some games require an investment of time. And if you have to come away from at all, it's so kind of shuttered to get back in again. The amount of times I've had to restart a game from scratch just because I can't... Or you've hit a difficulty peak that after six hours of playing it, you're all right to deal with it. But as soon as you go in, you're like, oh, constantly dying. So, yeah, I've, uh, I think it's... There are a lot of games that should do with, like... Uh, a return to play mode where the difficulty ramps up slowly for a level or just adds extra assists just to get you back in. But no, silly, really. Yeah. Right, let's see what these crazy crazy kids have been playing then on the uh, on their Raptor chat. Um, I haven't told you what Raptor is for a little while. Just a reminder, go on to raptor.com. That's R-A-P-T-R.com. Um, search for the Mature Gamer podcast. Send us a friend's request on there, and all your time spent playing on your Xbox and your PC will be con- will be contributing towards our listener totals, and will affect these charts. So it's sort of a splendid way for us to get an idea of what you lot are playing. Um, we used to say so that we can target the content of the show more towards what you guys play, but since the PC pervs invaded the top five, I'll just carry on talking about what I'm playing, and I ain't going to talk about bloody XCOM or League of Legends. Blech. Let bits and PCs do that. So the top five, because it's the start of the month, we'll do the monthly top five for October. So in fifth place, we had XCOM Enemy Unknown on the PC at 277 hours. Fourth place, Forza Horizon on the 360, 292 hours. Um, Third place was League of Legends on the PC, 364 hours. Second place, FIFA 13 on the 360, 800 hours. And in first place... Borderlands 2 on the 360, 1,115 hours. And I think it's over 1,500 hours in total now. So it just needs a bit more of a push to get it into the all-time top five by the end of the year, which would make me very happy. I wanted to say that. You wanted to say what? The Borderlands. Say it now. Well, no, you've done it now. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, What am I like? Hmm. Right then, 80s shopping list. And it, it's just ridiculously long. It's so long, it made me cough as I was saying it. What's that, 12, 14 games on it this week? I imagine Bouncy's played them all already, because yeah, he's one that of kind of guy. One of them's already out. What one is that? The Nike one. <coughs> what, Nike plus Connect Training yeah. on Xbox 360? It was is in it? the game the other day. Was it? Yeah. So Bouncy's made a liar of me. <laughs> well, that's where I've seen it. Bouncy, your research is shocking. Explain yourself. Explain what? What? Sorry, I was looking at a fudge. What? <laughs> Apparently, Nike Plus Connect training on Xbox 360 is already out. Yeah, it came out on the 30th. So it's this week. Ah, uh, that's why we've seen it. Then. There you go, then. 
Um, I don't think we need to say any more about that one. <laughs> I, don't, I can't imagine any of us getting it. Uh, Batman Arkham City Game of the Year Edition is out on the 360, the PS3 and the PC, which I was tempted to get back in August when it was supposed to come out, but I just don't understand why they would bring it out at this time of year. It would make more sense if they coincided it with the Wii U one that's coming out in a month and just done them all together. But as it is coming out right smack bang in the middle of the silly season, if they sell more than four copies of this, I'd be very surprised, even though it's a great game. just seems a very silly time of year to bring it out. Um, what else have we got on here? Dangerous Hunts 2013 on the Xbox 360 and PS3. This is right at Bouncy Street. I imagine he's already got both copies. I like these. I've got a couple of the Cabela, like the Alaskan adventure hunting games and stuff. <coughs> I, I, I do have a certain... I don't know. I, I don't enjoy the idea of having a hunting game but it's a lot of them are a bit like using vats in fallout where you get to see an animal get shot in slow motion and if it's like a big wild animal that's charging at you then i kind of feel less guilt than if it was a rabbit like eating a flower or something but i, I always pick these up when they're about five quid in game station or i don't see game station anymore but if i see them for about five i'll buy them just so i can shoot animals without actually harming animals nice yeah um, oh, what's this? Bloody <laughs> Dragon Ball Z. I ain't saying that next word. Some <laughs> HD collection. Who yeah. cares? Who cares? Lo- See, Sheepdog would have loved that. He'd have been in his element, but he's not here. So I left it in the list just to hang the fact that he's not here. <laughs> That's the sort of thing he'd have talked about. Football Manager 2013 out on the PC. Yay! Obviously, anyone who really cares about it already had it pre-ordered and has been playing the... Uh, playing it for a couple of weeks anyway on the early access but those of you who I can't imagine there's anyone out there who just has a passing interest in Football Manager, you're either seriously into it or don't care um, so no one cares that it's out this week because they've already got it but it's mm. great and now I can get my brother his annual birthday present of a copy of Football Manager 2013 and he'll be a happy little bear um, ooh, 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 what's this next one Need for Speed, uh, Most Wanted Xbox hey. 360, PS3 PC and the Vita yeah, coming for my favourite game studio in the world, Criterion. Um, just brilliant. It's I've, I when I heard it was going to be Burnout Paradise Two, I already decided to buy it. It didn't matter whether it was any good or not. <laughs> if it just gave me the option to have a bunch of friends doing little challenges together online, I'd have paid forty quid for it. I'd have, I'd have literally thrust money into an envelope and just dropped in through their front door. Um, I had it. I got it a couple of days ago. I've been playing on it a little bit. <laughs> And it is really, really good. It's, um, it's, it's the, it's, I said to somebody earlier, it's it, Forza and Need for Speed Most Wanted are two sides of the same coin. One side of it is kind of, it's just very ordinary. And the other side of it is exactly the same. It's very ordinary. But it's got really loads and loads of shiny, exciting things on it. So if you're racing along railway tracks and you move your wheel slightly and you hit your bottom chassis, sparks will come off the car. And uh, you get little reflections and splashes of water and just little details that make it look shinier and shinier. But the big in, kind of thing that really got me hooked on it in the single player side is normally in these games you have to find cars, unlock cars for progress. I'll keep on knocking cars, keep getting new cars, keep on knocking cars, keep playing to unlock new cars. This one, if you're driving in the city and you see a car parked up, you pull up next to it, hit yellow, you own that car and you drive off in it straight away. Awesome. And each car has challenges assigned to it where you unlock mods. Now, somebody criticized this without actually playing the game and was moaning at me about it. Uh, the, the idea is rather than actually sitting down and tweaking your engine or changing your suspension, 
you just get mods and you unlock them through playing the game. And while you're playing, you can adjust it. So say you're in, I don't know, some flashy BMW and you're going to do an off-road race. You can literally change your car's setup for off-road racing rather than have to settle for an off-road car. And you could literally do that in-game with your auto <laughs> um easy drive you just push right on the d-pad it brings it up you do everything there change your car do all your social stuff go online all while driving along so it's like using a sat nav really uh you can pull over i would recommend pulling over because the game likes you to crash a lot um <laughs> if you if you're driving at under miles an hour hill wall you will crash you won't bounce off like really some games you'll crash and it will show you a nice little video of a car crashing uh police chase is great it's it's just brilliant and uh it'll only get better as people on my friends list get it. Because in Burnout, you had these billboards you had to smash through. And when you smashed through them, they were gone, and you had a checklist to go through, which was great. But once you'd smashed them, they were smashed. There's, there's no real reason to do it again. Now, if you do it, and you, when you go through it, it tracks how far you jumped before you hit the floor after going through the billboard. And if you did it the mess, it puts your gamer tag picture on that billboard. <laughs> so if you've got the the camera and you've got your picture taken it'll put your face on that billboard and that'll appear on everybody's billboard on your friends list if you've beaten them and if they beat it they appear in your game staring at you from the top of this billboard which is a great little way to say driving down the street oh my god look sheepdog grinning at me with that creepy creepy dead eyes looking at me <laughs> down that poster i want to take that out and like it- sheepdog would ever get his face on a poster <laughs> well you know it's um it is just, just Bounce, terrifying. You're leaving me with a little bit of a, in a little bit of a pickle here, because mm-hmm. my gaming budget is getting dangerously thin now. Yeah, and I kind of decided I was going to get Halo Four, mm. and now I want this. No, and I don't oh. know which one to get. Well, I've played Halo Four. If you'd like an opinion on that as well, what the hell not, sir? <laughs> right, Halo Four. Um, I had zero interest in Halo 4. Well, I had 10% interest in Halo 4 when it was announced. Well, I had I thought... a 7.8%. <laughs> and then as time goes on, I was, I was like... I my interest meter as it increased. Yeah, it, my, literally, I've had to invest in a new meter to take me beyond the maximum 100% interest meter. Uh, I'm now 127% while playing it. Uh, it is visually one of the best first-person shooters I have ever seen. It is very, very pretty. Um, the gun, every sound effect in the game has been completely overhauled and re-recorded. So whereas before, some of the guns were like, now they're like, and they feel like I've got a punch. And each gun has a different strength or weakness. So you can't just pick up a gun and shoot somebody. If you're long range, you need a long range gun. You can't just pick them off with a handgun so easily. You can kill them, but it, it, the effectiveness is right um the storyline's brilliant it starts off with an opening cinematic that is if they're ever going to do a halo movie scrap the idea of doing live action and get the team that animated the intro for halo um and even the multiplayer gets an intro sequence as well where it introduces the whole um spartan ops whatever it's called co-op mode there's actually there's an That's intro the, is that the horde one is that the uh, it's style thing they're co-op missions so different co-op missions but yeah but having an intro movie for a multiplayer mode is genius because it kind of it sets it in in which context that multiplayer sits so rather than being like mass effect was where you're off saving the universe and then suddenly you just go into one base to pick something out of a machine while waves of energy enemies come at you and and you just had a couple of buddies with you this one kind of has a different reason um in the in the first level alone 
you find out that Cortana's going through this thing where she's becoming rampant, which I thought for many nerds, that's going to be like, oh, <laughs> I'd love Cortana to be rampant. But essentially when the AIs get too much information, they, they go mad and then die. And so she says if they can get back to Earth to find the person that created her, they might be able to fix it. But unfortunately, their ship's been surrounded by a fleet of Covenant forces, and they're surrounding a giant planet that's trying to suck them all in. So yeah, uh, combat's really really tight on it. There's a whole zero G bit where you're on the outside of the ship, so you kind of you jump in is um, you jump further, and when you kill an enemy, they just slowly float off into space, which I really liked. And if you drop a weapon, it doesn't fall on the floor; it just floats away from you. Nice. Which was uh, there's some really really nice touches. It feels like a Halo game, but it feels like a new Halo game that's a step forward, if not necessarily a step up. But yeah, it's I mean between the two. I think it depends which you more likely to play multiplayer on. <laughs> that's, that's the long term. Hold on, this thing. might be a way to make the decision. Bouncy, this is important. Is Jonathan yeah. Ross in this one? Because <laughs> he was it. He was in Halo Three, wasn't he? <laughs> yeah. As far as I know, so far he's not in it. Ah, well, in that case, I might might be tempted by Halo. I, I don't know. I don't know which to get. I really want them both. Mm. And um, oh. Oh, I, I need I need people to tell me which one to get. What one? Everyone's going to get both, aren't they? They're going to be no help at all. Oh, it's such a such a difficult predicament to find myself. And I might just wander down to uh, wander down to game tomorrow with a big bag full of games. And say, look, can I swap this big bag of games for Need for Speed, please? Well, no, we've got that Borderlands to get rid of. Number two, because you don't you don't want to play it again, are you? Yeah, we got two copies of Borderlands 2 and all we've ever done is play it in split-screen split co-op. So that was a bit of a silly thing to do. Bouncy, I'm going to come and see you at Blockbusters and you're going to do me a deal. That's how it's going to work. You're, you're going to sort me out and I'm going to bring you uh, a couple of old games and I've got some old trainers, I've got some old jeans. I'm going to bring all that. What do you think Blockbusters is? I don't know. <laughs> Thrift we, shop? We, we, We're not Oxfam. We, we don't have them around here. I assume I can just take any of my old crap and swap it for shiny new stuff. Is that how it works? Sort of, yeah. Excellent. Sort of. But uh, yeah, if you, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll help you. If you if you did that, I'll make sure you got a good discount as well. You're a good boy. I'm, uh, I'm going to be off to Wisbeach tomorrow. Uh-huh. Yeah, I've not got a car. <laughs> God damn it. Why does tomorrow have to be the day the car's in the shop? I'm going to come to Wisbeach at some point, and I'm going to come away with shiny new things, and I'm going to be happy. What else have we got this way? Oh, no, the decision's got even harder. Pirate Storm's out on PC. Yeah. Yeah. It's not the like game this. I thought, it's got pirates I, in. I, I thought it was going to be... I thought it was going to be like you running around with an umbrella while pirates fall out of the sky. But apparently it's not, so I don't want it. Yeah, sounds rubbish then. Ratchet and Clank Q-Force out on the PlayStation 3. Is there not already too many Ratchet and Clank I games? like Ratchet and Clank. Isn't there about 18 on yeah, well, the PS3 I like already? I like Ratchet and it's Clank. It's one of the best character-based IP that Sony's still got. Great, yeah. I can't think of many others. I mean, they've not done nothing with Crash Bandicoot this generation. No. But Ratchet and Clank... Between Ratchet and Clank and those other like Jack and Dexter, they're the best two they've got, really. You, they can keep Sly Raccoon, he can piddle off. Isn't it a strange time of year to bring out a game like this, though? Because isn't it just going to get completely right before Christmas? Apparently, it's only like four or five levels on it. Is it? That's it's what I read. Yeah, it's aimed, aimed at kids. It's all about the co-op stuff for kids. Is it? Yeah. Oh, well, in that case, I really don't care. <laughs> oh, come on, don't be mean. If you can have Need for Speed and Halo... Did we just make a deal? If I can have Need for Speed and Halo, you You're can have this. You're not having both of them. Oh. You pick one. Silent Hill, Book of Memories, out on the Vita. Tomorrow it is. Which I is weird. It. I want that tomorrow. 
do you? It doesn't like play it. like a Silent Hill game at all. No, but it, it was all but right. it's good. Yeah, the demo was really good, but very weird. I expected Silent Hill and then got something else that wasn't a Silent Hill game. It felt a bit like when The Room came out on the 360, and that was like a game that was never a Silent Hill game, but was then... <coughs> that wasn't 360, it was a PS2, wasn't it? It was. Yeah. PS2 one. <laughs> oh, it's uh, that Shattered Memories. No, not Shattered. Uh, Homecoming also didn't feel like a Silent Hill. A lot, everything after Silent Hill 3 didn't feel like a Silent Hill game. That's the problem. Oh, so, I gave uh, fun yeah, they're all good. I, lo- I love the earlier ones, but um, uh, yeah, I've got, I'm, I'm, I should pick this one up once it drops a little bit in price. See, the downside of the Vita is just that initial price on some of their games is a bit too much for me. But, yeah. What are you doing? I'm rummaging through. A, there is a reason behind my rummaging. All <laughs> will become wondering. clear in a moment. Sports Champions 2 out on PlayStation 3. Uh, didn't we have enough sports games when the Olympics was on? What the hell is this? It's a move game. Yeah, so I've got them oh, well, in that case, I'll have to get it. Because I love Move. Okay, see. Um, Thundercats out on the DS. Is this just the bog-standard DS, or is this a free DS, or what's the dealie there, little fella? Re- regular DS, based on the recent TV series that revamped the franchise, and is actually quite good. The game, I doubt, will be any good, but the TV series is very, very good. Uh, he's still got the Sword of Omens. He can still do Sight Beyond Sight. He still says Thunder, Thunder, Thundercats. Oh... <laughs> uh, so yeah, as long as they do that, um, I'm happy. And there seems to be a lack of annoying schnarf. He's just a normal schnarf now. So I don't know what he's saying. What's a schnarf? I've never watched Thundercats. You've never watched? I've probably not watched the original. I, I did, but I was a small child. Are they like? Done. Are they on motorbikes? No. I don't know. Then are they on motorbikes? Yeah. What? What? This? I can't remember what it was called. But they did on, like, Bike of Mice from Mars. There we motorbikes. go. That's why you saw it. <laughs> I don't remember that at all. <laughs> And um, lastly on this incredibly long shopping list, uh, WWE 13 out on the Xbox 360, the PlayStation 3, and the Wii. Mm. And the reason for my rummaging is I am currently holding in my hand three WWE 13 t-shirts, which have a picture of a man in trunks on the front of it. I have no idea. Um, That's CM Punk, I believe. And... um, it's got the date. It's got tomorrow's date on the back, believe it or not. <laughs> what do you know? Um, they're all size XL. The first three people to um, tweet their address at us um, can have one of these. Don't tweet it. DM it. Well, just don't do a sheepdog. I don't want you to tweet us your address. Um, but, yeah, you can have one of these. Um, tweet your address um, at... No, don't tweet it. DM it. Don't listen to me. Bounty will tell you what to do. Bounty, tell them what to do. If you send your address via direct message on Twitter <laughs> to either Mature Gamer Podcast's official Twitter account or Lelujo. Lelujo would be uh, better because I haven't yeah. got the podcast one on my phone yet. All right, send it to Lelujo on Twitter. That's L-O-L-L-U-J-O. Yes, yeah, that'll do. And then he'll send you a T-shirt if you're one of the first three. And if you're not, he'll send you a collection of pubic hairs in an envelope. Whoa, 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 whoa. Didn't say yours. Not in an envelope. I still don't know which game to buy. Um, Going back to WWE 13 quickly, because I've also played this, and somebody did ask what my opinion of it was this morning. Uh, If you like WWE 12, it's just that, but with added (laughs) emphasis on looking back at the Attitude Era of the sort of mid 90s onwards. That's when they had The Rock, isn't it? Yeah, it was. It was mostly. It was when I used to watch it. Triple H and Shawn Michaels formed uh, Generation X, 
and that time onwards. They were losing at WCW, but it de- details all that. And it actually goes into quite a lot about the WWE at the F at the time was actually on the ropes. <laughs> and um, that WCW was beating them. So you get a little graph of which was more popular. So you play out that period of history, which is quite a nice little feature if you live through it. If you're one of the more modern kids getting into it, you probably won't have any kind of vested interest in that time period and therefore you just went for the game but yeah i mean it's solid it's, it's exactly the same game as 12 but with some new historical bits shoved on top so yeah but if you if you like that get it if not go back to your playstation 2 and play the old smackdown games because they were the best they ever did i thought the best wwe games were on the n64 i actually re-bought an n64 um to get a wrestling game on it about five or six years ago because it was great i can't even remember what they were called on there they weren't smackdown smackdown was the playstation ones weren't it so they were probably called raw on the n64 and they were great they were great (laughs) games um have we had three dms through yet people are saying in the chat we've got two so there's still one more (laughs) t-shirt see this is the advantage of listening live people who's won the first two t-shirts um the wooster okay and ginger johnny and one another one just come through who's Um, this Junker, Denby. Okay, there you go, you three. I will <laughs> stick them in the post for you. Judging by the sacks of crap, probably sometime in March. But I'll, I'll make them. <laughs> they'll, they'll get sent to you eventually. <laughs> um, and you can be wandering around. I assume XL is fine for you all. Um, if not, you can just uh, lose a bit of weight, fatso. <laughs> um, right, let's do the news. Um, what have we got here? Right, personal news. Investigative reporter time. Um game are going to shit again from personal experience i pre-ordered halo 4 this morning and then got an email from them um two hours later saying my pre-order had been cancelled because they've sold out exactly that means they're going to shit it's not even out for a week because they get they get a certain amount of shipments and obviously they've got they should have got more Everyone else has still got it. Just it baffles me that what could potentially be one of the biggest games of the year, they're not allowed. To, they're not able to satisfy a pre-order. A but week only, before no, it's this released. morning you walked in in the front room. Chicken, can I get Halo Four? <laughs> yeah, but why didn't you say this like three weeks ago? Because I didn't. I wanted it then. I still might not want it. I might want Need for Speed, Need for Speed instead. But no, it it, it is. A quite a concerning thing, the fact that they're not able to mm. fulfil pre-orders. Is my I, pre-order still coming? I can give you a bit of extra background information to put this into context as well, if you like. Go on then, sir. Uh, three big retailers in the UK this year have all taken out massive loans to be able to buy stock for the Christmas period, and one of those is game. <laughs> Everything they're buying at the moment is they're having to pay with cash because their credit has been shot to pieces. Nobody will give them the game's without so what they have to do is only buy what they know they can sell because they can't afford not to sell out and then they're hoping that by having limited demand when people start trading them back in like they did with mass effects obviously they didn't stop that but they still wanted to sell second-hand copies that's the kind of the way they're having to run it at the moment hmv is another one as well um if they don't sell their stock over christmas you could feasibly see them going under before april which over... better bloody not because I've got my songbird ordered right. with them and if I don't get that I'm going to kick yeah. some game ass I, I wouldn't want to see it happen because I, I said on Twitter earlier you know, game is the shop that as gamers we should all want to survive but as gamers we're the last people they seem to ever take into consideration and I would say with Halo 4 anybody that thought that's not a big enough game to order in surplus stock especially when the site has still got it on the front page as pre-order now 
Yeah, yeah, if exactly. you click on it, it says sold out. If you click on yeah, the but link. they're still promoting it, aren't they? Yeah, yeah it, just... should, it shouldn't be there. It should just, or at least take the page out temporarily. It's, it's, it stinks of, um, of, of bad management, really. And it's going to knock confidence because people are going to say, well, if I can't pre-order a game that big, what are the odds of getting a smaller game? How, does, how does this affect their midnight launches and things like that and just having stock in on Tuesday? Are they just not going to have any in stores or is it two well, no, separate things? Well, that's only for people who pre-order receipts, isn't it? Well, the stock at the moment is going out in two waves. Um, most stores across the country in every different type of retail have got their first delivery already and that is to satisfy all pre-sales and then to have some stock and then the rest is then being divvied out to make sure that anybody else that puts a pre-sale in after that period can also get it it looks like game aren't having that second wave um but i know my little shop today i think we took in i can't say how many we took in a fair amount i mean more than i expected we'd have got in and that's just our first delivery so you know you can imagine the demand that they're expecting within our company uh, game need to be able to react to that because people will go straight to game for their games if they're on the high street that's where they'll be going if they haven't got it on the shelf they will have no choice but to go somewhere else but they'll be going somewhere else under a cloud and that's a very dangerous position for a company that's trying to pull itself out from the wreckage of last year so yeah i hope I hope they can pull it around, but knowing the way these things work, it's a very, very troubling time for them. Mm. It yeah, certainly upset me. If I, in fact, yeah, Anna's just shown me the game website now. It's not showing as out of stock on there. You can still order it, um, but then clearly when you do, you then get the cancellation message a couple of hours later, which... Oh. It's like with the Borderlands um, chest we got. You couldn't find that on the game site. You couldn't. Yeah, once that Every, sold out, they completely yeah, pulled it off the site. But I suppose it. they... It, is it mismanagement, or have they just made a decision that they have to have Halo 4 on their website? I think what they'll be doing right now is going around all the stores and saying, what have you not pre-sold yet? And then see what they can release as a limited amount of... Because they'll open it up again. So say you've got... four. I don't know how many stores they've got left now. Say 250 stores. If they've got five copies each... There's 1,250 copies they can release back online, and then they'll literally ship them from the stores, uh, which has happened on occasion in the past. But yeah, it's um, it's just interesting. I mean, obviously they they take it off entirely. You can't search for it. If you can't search for it, you can't get in there. And of course, they've got all their their specific DLC for your armor, which I think is the the oceanic blue or something it's called. Um, so yeah, it's it's I don't know. I just I, I hope they can pull it around, but. It's, it's, they're going to be juggling it around because the stock they've got is the only stock they're going to have at least until they shift a lot. Mm. There isn't going to be that resupply that quickly because they need to know they've shifted the first lot before they can really place the second order. I can only assume this is going to be a similar problem with Black Ops 2 when that's out as well. Oh. And it's just, it's all when scary that? business. That's, like that's away, next it? week, I think we'll be talking about that. Are you sure? Black Ops is Friday, I think. Halo's Tuesday, Black Ops is Friday. Or am I making that up? So Tuesday the 13th. Black oh, Ops. there you go, the following Tuesday. Um, yeah, like I say, I've got my Bioshock Infinite Songbird Edition pre-ordered with game, and I'll be very, very, very upset if they pull a Mass Effect on me on that. And uh, oh, they did. Did they do the same to you? They did it to everyone, didn't oh, they? Everyone had the fancy awful. one pre-ordered, and oh, 
So I desperately encourage everybody, if you're not going to buy all your Christmas games using our Amazon affiliate links, please go and buy them from game just to keep them going so I can end up with another model on the fireplace. Um, because you got a new one today, didn't you, Chicken? I did! My little portal <laughs> turret. Oh, that's outstanding. In fact, I'm going to go and get that in a minute when Bouncy's <laughs> dropping another knowledge bomb so that I can just play the noises into the microphone. That'll make me very happy. Talking of portal as well. Nice segue. Oh, it was. You're getting good at this podcast, <laughs> like, aren't you? The In Motion DLC is out in America next week. It's going to be nine ninety nine over there, which is about six quid. Um, there's a discount for PlayStation Plus. We haven't got a date for it in the UK yet, but this is the um, DLC that allows you to use Move with Portal 2. gives you another 20 levels. I think they're all user-generated ones. Um, and I'm excited. I really, really want this. Any new Portal 2 content is fine by me. Um, I, I think I... Did I play this through on the Xbox originally? We played it on the PS3 as well, didn't we? we got, I've got it on the PS3. Yeah, yeah, but I would go out... If I didn't have a PlayStation, I'd go out and buy it for this <laughs> DLC. That's how much... How excited moved, I am about Portal I, 2 DLC. When you moved me in, I bought Move with me as well, so... You're a good girl, aren't you? Um, and we found the camera. I knew moving you in would have its benefits eventually. <laughs> and here we are. We finally found out what they are. But no, I'm just very, very, very excited. Bouncy, if you don't get this, you're never coming back on the show, just so you're aware. I have the uh, PlayStation 3 version of Portal 2. I've not played it. I got it because you got the Steam version free with it. You did. So uh, I bought that, used the code, and then put it in the cupboard. And then played my Xbox version, which I bought at the same time. So, nice. yeah. Uh, so I'm looking forward to it. It's also coming out on the PC as well. Razer have brought out a motion controller that you could also use. So it's only Xbox owners that are missing out on this one. Splendid. Um, right, what else we got here? Um, <laughs> uh, apparently there's another Modern Warfare game next year. No! I know, it's remarkable, <laughs> isn't it? Who'd have thought it? Modern Warfare 4. Although, I... although Infinity Ward have come out and said they haven't spoken, because this was the Bill Murray off of, or Billy Murray off of the Bill, who voices Captain Price, said that he'd been discussing... The Modern Warfare 4, and they've said they haven't spoken to any voice actors yet at all. So. <laughs> it's so much fun. I love it. <laughs> um, yeah, so I don't really care either way. It's just, it, if they are, oh, it would just annoy me for them to keep milking it year no. in, year out. But then why wouldn't they? They're making so much money. I got um, fed up after two. <laughs> I'll, I'll still buy it. That's the thing. I'll end up with Black Cops eventually. Oh, I'll get it in about why? February. I usually get them in about February, <sighs> play them for about an hour on a Saturday tea time, and then put them away. Modern Warfare 3 is still sat up there having gone through that same process. The thing I like about them, which is fair play to the money-grabbing swines, because they, <laughs> they don't have online codes. So you can just pick up... No, so you can oh. just pick up a second-hand one around February time, 15, 20 quid, and just give it a go. And that's what I do every year. And I still don't like it, but I do keep trying because I want to like it. Because it's one of those games where you can always go online and get a game. And there's not that many yeah, well, of them around anymore. Kill you yeah, you. I just I still don't like it. But eventually I'll find one that I do like. I quite like the idea of this whole zombie thing in Blops. So um, who knows, I might end up liking this one. Talking of money-grabbing swines, um, EA News of the Week. FIFA 13 sold a lot. 7.4 million copies already sold in, what, is that a month? <coughs> Someone tell me if it's a month or not. I have yeah, to mute myself that. to cough. Just, just, just over, I think. That's a lot, isn't it? To put it into context, Borderlands 2 came out the week before, was it? Yeah, and it's all far over 5 million copies. Yeah, so it's... Um, I love that game. It's take, take 2 said it's their best-selling game. I think it was on target to be the fourth best-selling game of the year. I think behind FIFA, Halo, and Blops, 
which is massive really for a game that I mean when the original Borderlands came out it sort of came out of nowhere didn't it mm-hmm. so it shows that original IP can work yeah there we go um, Dead Island Riptide we'll be getting it will we splendid um, release date 26th of April um, which is quite a good time of year to bring the mm-hmm. game out um, there ain't going to be a lot out then so yeah no, we but will I liked that. the first one even though it was broken beyond repair oh I couldn't play it because <laughs> it was so broken it just upset me um, but I like the idea of it mm-hmm. the idea of it is great and um, I wanted to like it because um, it was lots of fun but it just kept breaking well the, so the cinematic was nothing compared to the game but still liked it I liked it being broken Right. I'm hoping this next bit instigates a bouncy rant, because I like a bouncy rant, and I know there's few <laughs> things in life Bouncy likes more than uh, in-game transactions. I mean, it seems there's some in Assassin's Creed 3, um, where we have some in-game currency, which basically, can, I think it can only be used in the multiplayer, mm-hmm. and it's sort of, it's a cross between two of the things we've bitched about most on this podcast throughout the year. We've got in-game transactions, which everyone loves, and also being able to level up your character really quickly in, uh, in multiplayer by paying for it, which everyone loves as well. Um, and it seems that you can go on there, spend, spend money on in-game money, and then buy stuff for your multiplayer character. Bouncy's making noises. Go on, sir. What you got to say? I am absolutely fine with this. Are you? Yeah. Um, they did it in Mass Effect 3, and nobody mentioned it at all. Uh, in Mass Effect 3, in multiplayer, you could buy weapon packs. That was slightly uh, real money, weren't it? Because that, I did buy a few of them actually at the yeah. time. Well, this, all this does is unlocks content that you can unlock anyway. <coughs> you could just unlock it a bit quicker. So it's not giving you anything that nobody else can have. It's just game items that you can unlock normally. And so, I mean, if you got a, a rare gun on Mass Effect, it gave you a big advantage. It's it's no different whatsoever. The only difference is these ones can cost up to sixteen hundred Microsoft points worth of payment. And that's the bit that people seem to have understood as being wrong. And I don't see it as wrong. It's not relevant. It's not uh, essential for you to enjoy the game. It doesn't mean you can't get content without buying it. And I think if they want, if people aren't going to do it, then they're not going to make any money. If people want to do it, then more fool them. And a great franchise gets a more bit more fool them indeed, because I think there's a couple of people in the chat right now who I was playing the Mass Effect Free multiplayer with, who I know probably spent more on the weapons packs in the multiplayer than they actually spent on the game itself. Yeah, because um, they're mental. And I, yeah, I am talking to you. Do you know who you are? Um, you're insane. Um, but they even forced me into buying a couple of them as well. Um, Right, what else have we got? Last bit from me before I hand you over to Newsman Bouncy. Super Mario 64. Um, wonderful game that it is. Um, there's a mod on the PC that now allows you to play it in online co-op. And I had a little video of it that I watched earlier. I would post a link in the chat, but I can't find it. Um, it looks great. It looks great fun. It's Mario 64, but in co-op. I want to play it, but it's on the perf box, which makes it difficult. Nintendo need to get hold of this and stick it on the uh, Wii U online store because I'd be all over that. That'd be great. I've put the video in the chat box. Oh, for you're it. a good boy, Bouncy. Well played. Uh, but yeah, I want that. So uh, if you're listening, uh, Nigel Nintendo, I suggest you go out there and uh, buy this and wang it on there for me. I'll have a bit of that. Bouncy, tell us what's been happening in your world this week, news wise. I don't want any weird stuff. No, no, neither do our reviewers. Um, so uh, the biggest news, I think, of the week is Disney buying Lucasfilm and, by definition, LucasArts, 
which at first a lot of Star Wars fans went, no, no, <laughs> sorry, um, no. Is that a Star really? Wars reference? It is. I don't and, care. Um, <laughs> I don't care, Kev. I don't care if you get it or not. And uh, a lot of people are like, oh my God, this is terrible. This is the worst thing that's ever happened to Star Wars. I would say George Lucas continuing to make some of the films unchecked is the worst thing that happened to Star Wars. And now that he's just an advisor to Disney on any future Star Wars products is a good thing. Um, it can only lead to good films. Disney bought out Marvel. I hated that idea when it happened. And then you look at what movies we're getting now. And look at how good some of those comic books have been recently. So, I mean, you know, the Avengers wouldn't have happened if Marvel hadn't been bought out by Disney, which, if you think of it that way... Have they actually bought all of it? Or is it going to be yeah. like with the Avengers, where, well, they can have the new Star Wars film, but Luke Skywalker can't be in it because they haven't bought him? No, they have bought everything. The only caveat is that George Lucas is an advisor on that franchise. But, yeah, they bought it. And they because all projects are like Star Wars, uh, I forget what it's called, in twenty. 20- not 20, 13, 13, or whatever it's called. Uh, that's still continuing. The TV series are just going to move from the channels they're on to a Disney channel. So, yeah, it'll all just sort of transfer over. Uh, George Lucas took £4 billion for the franchise and uh, for the company, and there's now pledged to give it all to uh, furthering education and helping. Bless kids. him. What a fairly nice man. He said he spent all of his life making films, uh, building up the franchise to what it is now, and he'd like to spend his last days. Uh, giving money out and be and being a nice chap. So, Four yeah, so billion good. pounds just for a couple of films. Well, it's not just that. It's also this is the bit why it's relevant to us really. It's Lucas Arts, which are the people that make the games. Now, these, <sighs> if you think about it, you've got Monkey Island, you've got Sam and Max, you've got Grim Fandango, uh, Full Throttle. All those games came out through that art <coughs> of the company, and they've very often they've, they've been in financial hardship for a while. They've been kind of cutting people and cutting projects all over the place. So for them to have a huge injection of money and have Disney coming on board and probably bring in a more family-friendly area, we could see kind of revitalized old franchises coming back in. Um, I'll have some episodic Monkey Island, Walking Dead style. I'll uh, I'll enjoy that. I want it all episodic, though. That's how I like my point. You mean like Telltale have already done? Yeah, I'll have that. (laughs) They've done that. That was a few years ago. Was it? Yeah. What, Monkey Island? Yeah. Yeah. Was it shit? Because I didn't see it. It was all right. It was a curse of the screamy narwhal, I think, was the first episode. Well, I never. It's quite good. Um, So, yeah, so there's a lot of games that obviously they could have worked with. The other interesting bit is um, Pixar originally was part of Lucasfilm and uh, they kind of had a big bust up and then ended up for Disney. So now the two houses that originally formed what Pixar are and now we're working together as well. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's a good time. A good time for the company and all the franchises involved because it's, it's quite good. And if you go to Disneyland anyway, there's, there's a Star Tours ride and they do the Star Wars dance-offs and stuff. So there's always been a link between the two. But this way, it's just George Lucas has got money to give to kind of stupid kids. Which is, <laughs> which is good. It's, it's, it's a far nicer thing than I can really bring myself to say because part of me thought, well, we sold the franchise the money grabbing pig and then i read what he was going to do with it and i was like fair play can't touch you for that that's plus let's face it he's about a thousand are we dead soon <laughs> let's just not hope too quickly um right this is another bit of news that broke after i submitted the news to kev what this, afternoon. this is um, non-submitted non-authorized news as i'm the newsman i can do this i can pull this out of my hat we have are late breaking news coming in breaking news now it's just been ran into some, me by a researcher just... um there's a new PlayStation 4 dev kit being cited yes. uh, with, 
Yeah, with a Blu-ray drive. Separate yeah. hands worth of controllers. Oh, it looks so sexy. <laughs> that just looks a bit weird. It looks so sexy. It does. It would solve the problem of. Um, of the PlayStation controller being so small that my knuckles smack into each other it's, when I'm playing on it. Oh. And also, I can do what I've always wanted to do and play my PlayStation games with my arms spread far apart. I'd enjoy that. You weird. It's weird, man. though. I don't know if I'd like it. Oh, I would. I'd be all over that. Anyway, these, this one comes with, as standard, a 256 gigabyte hard drive. Obviously. I like the fact it's got an extra six. Nice round number. Extra six in there. Just say it's, it's six gigabytes better than a standard 250. <laughs> uh, but there's basically, it's going to be four dev kits go out. That's, that's the accepted rule. And each one's going to focus on a different element. So the first one was a graphics card. The second one uh, is going to be kind of the, the, the main bones of it. Um, the third one is going to pretty much be the finished console. And then the last one next summer or this summer will be the big one but yeah apparently there's going to be an announcement at e3 and currently it's called orbis which i i quite like as a name anyway um i obviously won't be called that because code names never get it might be though because um because it fits in with vita doesn't it that was what they were saying at the time yeah um orbis is circle vita's life circle of life or something it? which is quite snazzy and pretty i like that i wish it was (laughs) it'll be a lot of time i mean i think because somebody actually just going back to somebody sent us a question ages ago in the chat um, a couple of shows about saying whatever happened to Project Natal? Well, Project Natal became Connect, but Project Natal was a better name, and uh, but then Connect was kind of a better marketing term. Yeah, but every I like time they said Connect, I thought of the clicky stuff that kids play with. Well, the um, <laughs> the uh, the Metro thing that everyone's been bitching about on um, Xbox and Windows 8 and all that, that's not called Metro now, is it? They took that name away, probably yeah. because everyone's been bitching about it. But no, that was just our name when we were developing it, and it's called something boring now that I can't even remember the name of. But yeah. it does upset me when wonderful wonderful names get removed. But I wanted to be called Orbis, but then no one would buy it because no one would know it was a new PlayStation. They'd get <laughs> oh, confused because people are stupid. <clears throat> Right, so uh, next up, there's been there's an, a trailer for Black Ops that doesn't show any footage of Black Ops whatsoever, but it does have uh, Robert Downey Jr. in a jet plane doing an Iron Man impression and a lady on a horse and uh, people, like other actors and stuff, just shouting surprise at one another. Does it count as an Iron Man impression when you are Iron Man? <laughs> no, he's not, he's not dressed as Iron Man. No, but he is Iron Man, isn't he? No, he's not. He's Robert Downey Jr. He's I, put, I put a link to the video in the chat for people in the chat, but basically it's the most ridiculous. It's done by Guy Ritchie, and uh, it's following the trend of big directors. I know I wouldn't say he's a big director. He's a big knobhead. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's an absolutely ridiculous over-the-top advertising campaign, which would kind of work for Call of Duty Black Ops 2 if Call of Duty Black Ops 2 was as fun as that trailer made it out to be. If it was you could fly a jet and then chase somebody who's on horseback while they're priming a load of tanks, I'd buy it immediately. Who says you can't? Well, Infinity Ward said you can't. Oh, I see. So, uh, yeah. What do they know? <laughs> yeah, what, what would they know? But yeah, so that's, uh, that's in the chat if you want to have a look. If not, I'll uh, put it on my Twitter account later if you're listening to this after the show has gone out. Um, but yeah, ridiculous. Uh, spring 2013, you were saying about Dead Island Riptide not having any competition. I it was might have, that. It might have a bit of competition from Grand Theft Auto V. Never heard of which it. Is, which is rumoured to release in spring, uh, and generally the spring release is April. So uh, that, that game might suddenly have regretted locking itself down in that date. <laughs> I, I suspect it may have a sudden delay or be rushed out a bit early if they announce that it is going to be around the same week because 
nobody wants to go up against GTA. Am I the only one who doesn't want that game? Probably. You will want it, though. You didn't want Assassin's Creed 3 until you played it. But and I then played, you like, um, Grand Theft Auto 4, and I hate it. Can't get into it at all. I don't like the driving. Driving is always shit in Grand Theft Auto games. I think they do it deliberately just to upset you. But <laughs> it, it is terrible. But there just... was an argument that they said they deliberately um, duffed up the driving so they couldn't be held accountable if somebody copied it. <laughs> because they could say that the cars didn't handle like real cars, therefore it wasn't a simulation. There was actually um, a case against them because these people went joyriding and said they seen it in Grand Theft Auto 3 and wanted to do the same. Yeah. I did that at college. <laughs> people are morons. <laughs> That's what they said, and they robbed a shop saying because they'd done it in Grand Theft Auto, they wanted to see what it's like in real life. Which is, nice. it happens. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so in the meantime, if you're getting quite excited about GTA stuff, uh, Vice City is coming out on iPad and Android devices, and probably iPhones and iPods as well, but I wouldn't know about that. Um, it's coming out shortly to celebrate the anniversary. It's been 10 years since that came out. I remember going to buy that. When it was new, queuing up with a load of people outside Tesco's. <laughs> this is the one where they have good colours, isn't it? Good colours. And this is the one with the best soundtrack as well. Yeah, it was the 80s one. Yeah. It was the 80s <laughs> one. And it, and it was great. <coughs> I'm quite looking forward to playing it through again. Even, I mean, because GTA 3 on the iPad worked. Again, it was a bit like Carmageddon. Because the controls on the cars are a bit gimpy, it works when you put it on a control system that's a bit gimpy. Nice. Um, so, on the subject of GTA as well, I noticed when I was reading somewhere, I think San Andreas has been, has it been announced for PSN? or It's on there, it's on there now, is it? Um, so that's appeared as well. So there we go. I, I like that one. Um, it's on the Vita as well. Is it? It is. Why don't I know about these things? Because you don't go on it. <sighs> People should tell me when these things happen. That, I would have played that on the Vita. What, and you would have given me Assassin's Creed? No. <laughs> Silly <bear. laughs> yeah so yeah right um i I wrote this originally i wrote this as peter molyneux's curiosity what's inside the box is coming out on november 7th but i decided (laughs) i'm going to change that to 22 kansas curiosity what's inside the box is dated november 7th because there are other people working on it other than him and although he's the driving force i think it's a bit discrediting to keep referring to it as his game when it's coming out for us this is one where you tap at a cube and the last person to click on the cube gets to unlock a secret that is going to blow them away. And uh, there are a lot of rumours. Even Apple, it got delayed because Apple wanted to know what was inside the box. And they wouldn't tell them what was inside the box. And it held it up in going through certification. Shoes. So I'm, I'm quite excited if it's actually it, it's another box. And they have to say, shh, don't tell anyone. <laughs> and then leave it like that and just see how, how long it takes somebody to go, it's just another box. Talking if, of boxes. If you open the last box and say it, it told you something like, if you can keep the secret for 50 years, we'll give you a million pounds, would you be able to keep that secret? Yes. Because I, I think, actually, there are a lot of people that wouldn't. A lot of people would want the wow, instant we're, immediate Wow, we're stumbling reactions. across a lot of idiots at the moment, aren't we? <laughs> Who wouldn't bloody keep it a secret for 50 years for a million pounds? What kind of idiot would you have to be? Yeah, well, you know, people people want... In fact, talking of idiots, talking of boxes, I know he's not here, but I feel the need to mock Sheepdog. Did anyone see on Twitter earlier in this week where he said he managed to uh, try and light a match and the box caught fire rather than the match? (laughs) What is wrong with that man? How do you even do that? 
He's an idiot. Continue. I just I haven't mocked Sheepdog for an hour. I needed to do it. That's fine. Uh, so yeah. So I think I think whatever's in it, I'm actually hoping stays a secret because it would be quite cool if it did. But I think we're living in a day where people are constantly saying when they're on the toilet, let alone something of actual importance. So uh, it'd be interesting to see what it is. Either that, or just somebody wins an island. And they're not allowed to tell anybody, or the whole family will be killed or something. <laughs> I don't think they can officially kill families, so. though. You don't know. You don't know. If you sign a contract that says if you tell anybody we can kill your family, then you can sort- I don't know that that would be legally binding. Well. All right, fair enough. <laughs> I'll see you later. <laughs> um, yeah, anyway, moving on. Uh, there's, there's an, if you haven't bought Skyrim yet, do not rush out. Because uh, there's a new version coming out just before Christmas, and you can get yourself a t shirt and. Um, bonus dvd and a novel to go with it called the premium edition it's coming out a year later which is a bit odd to me i can't quite understand it it's normally you do a game of the year and put the content in but all the content hasn't finished yet mm. so you can't do that and uh are they a little bit worried that by the time all the dlc is done everyone will have moved on to the next generation it won't really matter is that why they're doing it this way i think think it's just a diversionary tactic for all the angry playstation owners that still haven't got the dlc they're just saying here's another game that you won't be able to play the dlc on but you get a t-shirt and a book that you can read in the meantime um it just seems a very odd thing to release a what is essentially a special edition after there's already been a special edition as well and the other side if it came with the dragon again Exactly. If they if they re-release that at a slightly more budget price, but then you get people that said, "Well, this was supposed to be a limited edition. How come you've done it again?" So, yeah, I, I just. I, but then if they turn around tomorrow and said, "Here, there's a new Portal 2, and it comes with the turret, and it comes with a Glados um, kind of orb sphere thing that you can put on your desk," and she'll just insult you at random occasions, and you get the painting of, uh, yeah, get the page the painting of Cave Johnson, which you could push, and it'll go, I don't want lemons, uh, etc. You push that. That all came in a box for 150 quid. I'd buy it immediately. Oh, yeah. And you'd so, be an idiot not to, sir. Exactly. So I think, in some respects, there is a market for it, but you've got to put the right content in. And putting a T-shirt in never appeals to the kind of nerd that collects limited editions, because those T-shirts will very rarely fit, and they just sit in a drawer, <laughs> like, just mocking. I've got a, a vacuum bag of like promotional t-shirts and stuff that i just can't wear i went to one show every promotional t-shirt was a small i've got one said, here for you sir from eurogamer which is i know medium. you have that's got to go in my that'll go in my bag um <laughs> and they said oh yeah because we sell most of these to kids i was like it's wasted on kids make them in real sizes kids can still wear them as dresses anyways moving on uh star wars angry birds have we talked about this i think uh, i don't remember we did it's uh, yeah it's coming out next week and the gameplay. What are you rustling with now? You mentioned T-shirts. I've got more T-shirts to give away. I'm going to interrupt you and give away more T-shirts. Right. It worked so successful last time. What have we got here? We have um, Crisis Free in size 2XL. There you go. That's for a fat man. First fat man to do the tweeting thing before wins that one. Tell me which T-shirts you want, please. Um, I've got a Dishonored one, size large. I've got Pro Evolution Soccer. 2013 size medium um two of them so uh two of you can have them so again first people to get through on the uh tweeterinis um you win them t-shirts happy days good (laughs) 
so yeah, um, so Angry Birds Star Wars is coming out, and it's a mix between regular Angry Birds and Angry Birds Space and the Star Wars franchise. Actually, it's quite cool. The red bird, when he flings towards it, you push a button, and then he starts spinning a lightsaber around and chopping up bits of wood. <coughs> and you've got a little eggy R2-D2 and a C-3PO you can use as well, which are quite sweet. So Who yeah, I'm looking cares? forward to this. I, I care, because I like Angry Birds, and I like good Star Wars content. And mix the two together. I loved uh, Angry Birds Space. I thought that was a really neat way of changing things up and having a... That was a great game. They did a great... I don't know if you played the, the Curiosity-related Mars missions. They were cool. They just, <laughs> they just released an update where you actually have to fight the Curiosity rover as an end boss, which I thought was brilliant. Right, yeah. You know, on my show yesterday, I was being accosted by bloody portal characters. <laughs> just like being back there. Um, right, Ouya. Ouya! Yeah, Ouya is, is now in the proper development phase, and it's going to be running Android's Jelly Bean operating system firmware thing, whichever it, it properly is. Is it firmware when it's on Android? I think so, probably. I think it is, isn't it? But yeah, it's going to run Jelly Beans. So much like me on a Sunday night, it's entirely powered by Jelly Beans. Uh, Borderlands 2 save files are being destroyed by a graveyard virus. Ooh. This and has it... made me terrified to play online. <laughs> I've stopped playing it while it's, it's still not been patched. And the amazing thing is, it was actually created by fans of the game who wanted it to be a little bit harder. Idiots. They wanted to take out the ability to keep a lot of their kit and, and accidentally <laughs> spread it around and it's wiping people's save files. So, um, yeah, if you've lost everything... Blame the hardcore fans of the franchise because it's their fault. And I think they're pretty much all PC gamers as well, from what I've heard. What a surprise. Um, and, yeah, the makers of Serious Sam 3 have probably done the greatest promotional uh, activity that I've seen in a good long while, uh, it, which involves slating another person's game for their own benefit, which is great. It's uh, Devolver Digital reported on this where they basically said during this busy time of video game releases a team at devolver digital realized not every game will live up to expectations one such game has been men of honor warfighter yet another military shooter where cover is king and most folks spend their time peeking out from behind a wall or strategically place concrete barrier that shit is weak uh, and they basically said if you go on twitter and complain about men of honor with their hashtag they'll send they'll pick 100 people to win serious sam 3 for the xbox for free Oh, so you know better. if if maybe that's why we got those negative reviews somebody's giving away free games to people. we're giving away free t-shirts exactly so you know now we could effectively say for the next t-shirt giveaway leave a negative review on gardener's world saying that all your um all your nasturtiums died after following their advice Mine never did. listening to you again um have we got any uh winners for the le- next lot of t-shirts um yes we do would you like to tell us who they are? I can do that. We have got um, Ginger Johnny. What's he having? He wants Dishonored and pre, um, Pre-Evolution. Soccer. Pre-Evolution? Yeah. That, that's sorry, a, I was just... I was, Pre-Evolution sorry. Soccer would be a really interesting game. <laughs> yeah, I can't believe they haven't brought that out as some kind of DLC. I'd um, love that. I don't even know how to say that. Give one. it here. Let me have a look. <laughs> who have we got? What, Gunk? Saying we do. No, I'm telling him we do need his address if he wants one. Oh, I see. Um, Dean Dangdu, is that the one you're yeah. saying? Um, he wants to decide. Oh, we've got two people have to decide. And you two will have to have a fight. Um, <laughs> Dean Dangdu and Ginger Johnny, um, whoever sends the um, wittiest reason why you should get it, 
um, you can have it because um, your, tweet, your tweets came through at exactly the same time. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I want a funny reason why you win them. Um, so that means we've still got a Pro Evo one and a Crisis Free one um, to give away. If you want to come and tell us which ones you want, that'd be very splendid. Um, I'm going to stop talking and play some music. It's time for Bouncy's essay question. Yeah, 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 yeah. There you go, that's your jingle. Thanks, that's a brilliant jingle. I couldn't have written it better. I'd have had the theme for Mastermind in there as well, like dun 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 Bouncy. Um but yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> we'll have that for next week. This week's essay question is tied into uh, a post I've written on the Maturity Shameless Club plug. Website. No, on your own website, Kev. <laughs> so I'm advertising your blog here. I actually wrote you a post You're at a great blog, length. And uh, Tiger Bear sorted it out for me because Steve had to go off and have a baby or something. I love the fact I don't have to have anything to do with this website anymore and people just make stuff happen on it. It's superb. Yeah. So, so the thing is, it's over there. So if you want to go and read. But this is roughly related to it. So here we go. Uh, proper voice on. <clears throat> Everyone has an opinion, and thanks to social networking, it is ever easier to hear other people's opinions on gaming-related subjects. Would you argue that these thoughts offer a more balanced view of a game's quality coming from a collective community, or should reviews be left to people who are trained to scrutinize a game from a variety of levels? That's a good question, Bouncy. Um, I actually haven't read a full-length review since I've had Twitter. Hmm. I, um, I just don't feel the need to do it anymore. And someone on Twitter referred me to the IGN review of Halo 4 today. And all I did on that was skim the first paragraph and think, yeah, yeah, they seem to like it. I view, I base it all basically on what people on the forum say and people on Twitter say. And if lots of people say it's good, there's a good chance it probably is. And if lots of people say it's bad, they're generally right as well, unless they're talking about the Mass Effect 3 ending, because then everyone was wrong apart from me. Um, but yeah, I... The opinion of the masses has got to be worth more than the opinion of a spotty little twerp sat in a basement who all he ever does is play games, surely. Mm. Yeah, I, I think, I mean, I, in the, the article I wrote, I wrote specifically about iTunes reviews, and uh, I cited that The Room, which I've talked about at length, has had over 10,000 written reviews on iTunes, which is unheard of. I mean, even Angry Birds had only got something like 900. Um, so what kind of meant that people wanted to write a review well the game lures you in it makes you want to have an opinion on it and then by sharing it when you want to buy a game on the app store you get a really solid kind of balanced argument good and bad you know you can look at the most critical look at the most favorable and see what people really thought about a game before you buy it and you don't get that with a lot of the things if you go into game tomorrow and you said to the guy behind the counter is this any good 90 percent time they're just gonna go yeah yeah it's really good it's got, it says on the case, Game of the Year edition. So it's obviously the best game in the shop, isn't it? Um, <laughs> and that's not really... I mean, you, if anybody reads a quote, I have a rule at work it, with film quotes on boxes. If it's from a, a trashy girl's mag, ignore. If it's got any star rating at all, ignore. Unless there's more than 12 five-star ratings. But, there's, I mean, there's some amazing ones. And games are terrible at it. Some reviewers on bigger sites almost you half think, well, they're writing this to try and get on the box. Or they're writing this, like we said last week, because they're, they're friends with the people in the PR team. 
Uh, the IGN review of Halo gave it, was it 9.8 nine, nine, nine out of 10, which it's a great game, but 9.8 sets a real precedence <laughs> for people to say, well, is that, is that mean it's better than every other Halo game? Well, not necessarily, but in context of where it is. So, you know, I'd rather wait until a lot of people have played the game and played the game together rather than playing in a kind of sterile environment. So I think we're now in a point where kind of this cloud review system is actually hugely, hugely beneficial for everybody. And it's kind of marking a change in the way things are being looked at. Um, Nicholas has raised a good point in the chat, actually, um, that it also allows you to take into account what people's opinions of games in general are before you... um, before you take their opinion into account on a new one. His point he makes is if someone doesn't like shooters and he won't trust their opinion on a shooter because they're probably going to say it's shit anyway. Exactly. On that basis, I wouldn't base my choice of a racing game on what Anna says because I know she doesn't like them, do I, you? No, I do like racing games. Just not any of the ones uh, that anyone else likes. The was great. I loved that game <laughs> because it had something different. It wasn't generic driving. Do you read reviews still? No. <laughs> <laughs> if someone, if like Risen Two, I didn't read nothing on that. I bought it. You did make me show you a YouTube video. Yeah, but of it you made you show me a cinematic. I did. Which, I like cinematic stuff. Yeah, but it didn't give me any context whatsoever. Because <laughs> I played it and it was nothing like that. So. Mm. I used to subscribe to Edge and Games TM, and I and would read them and Eurogamer religiously. And over the last, it's over certainly over the last two or three years, I just don't. I haven't. I don't know, I get bored halfway through now because they're all saying the same thing in the same way all the time. Whereas on Twitter and on the forum, you actually get opinions of people who I've, I've, built, I've built up a base of their opinion over the last few years. I know which, which of them like the same kind of stuff I like. So if someone who I know likes the same kind of games as me comes out and says something is good, I'll trust their opinion rather than... Uh, but why not make, have your own opinion? You want to follow... Because I'm not made of money, I can't want, buy yeah, but all but the But you games. want to follow the crowd, why? It just, it, you want to go... Well, like now, I've got to choose between Need for Speed and Halo, because I can't have both. So now I need to find someone who I know likes the same kind of things as me and ask them, right... Which one of these? Which one of these are you getting? Oh, probably better. Wait a week. Which one of these did you get? Did you get them both? Which did you like best? Which is better? And just try and get their opinions, um, and base my decision on their ideal world. I'd buy them all and play them all, but obviously I can't because you wouldn't let me. It's not I know it let you. You insist that we feed no, the children. Just, no, the, oh, sure. <laughs> no, I just think the people who would make reviews, they get paid to make them. So I think they're a little bit biased. Don't, don't let people think they get paid for reviews. We don't pay them for the reviews on our side. <laughs> no, they, they do it for the love of the community. Uh, yeah, the community. Our community, but most of them get paid to write them. It's the same with IGN and Uncharted. Gave it like, what, 9.5 near 10? And it wasn't that good. Which, what, for the original Uncharted? No, for number three. I don't know, that was a pretty good game. Number two. I, do, I just don't like numbers. Numbers in reviews mm. make me angry anyway. Everyone in the chat's now saying I need to get Need for Speed. <laughs> oh, where were you an hour ago when everyone told me to get Halo? This is Go getting on. confusing. If, if I'd have heard Anna say she really loved Split Second <laughs> prior to you asking me, I'd have said Need for Speed. <laughs> Why is it like that? It's, it's got, well, it's not, it's not got buildings for it now, but it's got that hectic kind of style to it. And it, it just it, it throws everything at you. Like the police chases are just nuts. You get cars plowing from all over the place. And yeah, I mean, it's, it's a great game. It's 
genuinely, I mean, I, from my point of view, it's the one that I've pre-ordered. I've ordered the limited edition version as well to get just a couple of extra cars to drive around in. Um, and I know that's a game I can play offline and online and have as much fun either way. And the, the concern I had with Halo is once I've done the single player, that I'm only going to have multiplayer left, really. Um, and so that's that was what swung it for me. But again, you see, this is the issue, isn't it? You've got both games have got really good reviews. So in terms of the reviews, you don't have much to determine between the two. So you then wait for people to have played them mm. so you can actually get an opinion. But like when you were said ages ago when you're on about um Combat Evolved anniversary or the Saboteur. Yeah. You know, you had half people say, Oh, Saboteur is the worst game, or oh, it's terrible, it's terrible, it's terrible. I piped up and went, Go for Saboteur. And then you play it and you enjoyed it, you know. It so it's it's again it, the Saboteur had a worse reputation than Halo, but doesn't make necessarily mean it's the worst game. See, I, I love I love the fact that you can kind of go out and find opinions from loads of people and you can choose to ignore and listen to as much as you like but i think with communities and forums and you know follow lists on twitter we're at a point now where it's it's a lot kind of easier to gauge how good a game is by how excited people are and what they want to say oh excuse me what they want to say about it and how they kind of want to vocalize it or whether they just shut up and keep quiet and i'm looking forward to seeing how some people start discussing assassin's creed as they go through it because those, like I said, those first four hours in the reviews, they're looking at the whole game. Mm. But for somebody who's actually bought it, they want those first few hours to be to justify the payment. And if you haven't bought the game, that's kind of an afterthought, really, when you're reviewing it. You think, well, this is part of the game. But like you were saying, you had your problems with it freezing up and it didn't grab you straight away. If I was new to the series, I would have stopped by now. Yeah, I really enjoyed it, even if it was a tutorial. Hmm. I liked going around, getting the letters, and it would have gone. It. I loved it in the theatre when you were backstage and you were jumping onto yeah. the props behind, and then they just dropped down. <laughs> and I, I loved that bit. The whole thing felt at first, it felt like John Wilkes Booth. I thought I was going to assassinate Lincoln or something for some bizarre reason, but uh, again, it worked. And and I loved my favourite bit in the whole opening was when you're shuffling along to your seat. He's going, excuse me, Trevor, sorry, <laughs> yeah. thousand problems. And you're like, this is brilliant, because they've, they've coded those responses. And you've got people, like, tutting at you as you walk past, going, oh, really? Oh, please sit down. It's just a great little bit of detail that that series needed, because they've, they've kind of lapped <coughs> bit by bit, and now they've got to this point where it's great. I, I, I go around giving money to orphans now and stroking pigs. Have you stroked pigs yet? I've stroked chicken. Oh, I didn't <laughs> want to know that. I mean, in the game. Um, yeah, the staying dogs, out of this. If, if you like, go to a cat, they run around inside your legs and you can stroke the pigs, or you give the pigs some food. and It's just a nice little touch that you kind of you can, can go you, around and touch Can you animals. shoot the pigs and stuff the way you can shoot a fox? Possibly. I haven't tried it, to be honest. Go, go and shoot a pig. It's not occurred to me, despite my love of hunting games, if I got a choice of feeding a pig some food or shooting it through the head of a crossbow, I'd probably just stroke it and feed it because there's a chance dwarf might come crossbow and Crossbow it, it while it's chewing. That's the way forward. <laughs> so, yeah. So what we decided then, in conclusion, that it's better to listen to the masses than listen to the asses. You had that pre-planned. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I didn't. That's written down on a piece of paper. It isn't. I'm using your running order. You didn't put it on there. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, yeah, it's all about the, uh, all about the peeps for me. As I've said all along, I'm all about my peeps. Good for you. <laughs> yeah. 
man of the people, me. <laughs> um, right, what have we got here? Oh, yes, another reminder. This essay section will be going on hiatus in a few weeks because once we hit December, we will be getting stuck into our best game of 2012. The thread will be going on the forum very, very, very soon for nominations to begin. I just want to get to the point where all of the big ones are out for about a week um, before we allow people to start nominating. Even though, let's face it, everything still to come is going to get nominated by at least one person anyway. Is this games that came out in 2012 or games we've played in 2012? This is games that have come out in 2012. So, although I only got Skyrim like two days before the end of 2011, I'm not allowing it in this. It is 2012's best game of the year and it's going to be run exactly the same as the best game of all time was. So every game that's nominated will go in. Um, we'll have our pools to begin with where the top two or three of them will make it through to the knockout stage and we'll have a good old knockout tournament. I might even get AD to record some voice clips of him bitching about it because he hates polls and voting um, and it'll all be great. But I'm, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm a little bit torn now. I'm just I- thinking about because of the PSN um, with the new Plus service and the Ultimate Game Collection, some of them are... <sighs> Look at you, throwing a spanner in the world. <laughs> I'm just saying, some people haven't played these games that were free. Well, they should have done. <sighs> not, we're not, some people aren't made of money, chicken. We might redo Best Game of All Time at some point in the future. Because mm-hmm. the, the, the problem with the Best Game of All Time was always the fact that we only had about nine listeners when we did it, which is why, <laughs> which is why it was so badly skewed and awful. So um, we might even rerun that springtime maybe mm-hmm. if steve lets me it's not steve's, steve's podcast is it oh god he's gonna kill you for saying that <laughs> it's not i think you'll find on the is, uh, is he here on, now? The, on the legal paperwork for this podcast it is a joint venture is he sat here of, now uh, Kestevan Productions. Is he sat here? <laughs> which is the name of our production company. Um, but yeah, it's um, it's going to start. The thread will appear very soon. So be having a think. Um, I don't just want it to be all the big games that have come out in the last month. So rack your brains. Remember the stuff that was coming out in January and February time. If nobody nominates The Darkness do, I'm going to do it for you because I thought that was great early on in the year. Um, and we will get stuck into that in a few weeks and it's all going to be splendid. Um, oh yeah, someone's just said Journey. Good call, Vimesy. I like Journey. Oh, Vimesy. Fucking Vimesy. <laughs> right. Um, thank you to everybody who's been using the uh, affiliate links over the last few weeks. Um, it is starting to make a splendid difference, um, and it looks like the site won't disappear like we thought it might do when we we're going to have to move it somewhere and pay lots more money. But it looks like it might be saved by our Amazon money. Um, so hurrah for that! Keep that coming, please. Get all your pre-orders done on there um, and just keep using it. It's great and awesome and super and thank you very, very much. Um, keep your iTunes reviews coming in, um, unless they're rubbish ones because they make me sad. <laughs> Q, oh, I had my first ones. rubbish one the other week, then a chicken. Yeah, I can't even remember what it said. You I were... was like a teen, uh, some teenager. Stupid teenager or something, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, they I don't was... like it, they can go away. <laughs> the thing is... <laughs> You've now reached up. Everyone has to get a couple of negative reviews. We've all had them, especially Bouncy. Bouncy was slaughtered, weren't you, sir, when you first joined the podcast? Yeah. Poor, poor man. But, but they didn't Tell review. Me. They didn't even write review, though. They just hit me up on Twitter, <laughs> sent me emails. <laughs> so, you know, at least they did it behind your back instead of to your face. <laughs> uh, make sure you listen to Bits and PCs as well. I'm not going to mention how awful they are this week. Hi, leave them alone. I just said I wasn't going to. But you are. No, I'm not. Steve was on it this week, so that makes it even worse. 
I, mean, I can't. Whenever Steve's on there, I always get a little bit concerned at the amount of baldness on one podcast with him and John on there at the same time. It's a worrying trend. But hopefully, uh, hopefully one of them will grow hair at some point. You can follow us on Twitter at MGUK Podcast. You can follow me at Lelujo. Um Steve normally speaks now, so one of you two is going to have to do that instead. Bouncing go. Oh, I'm Steve. Uh, you can follow me at RB6K. <laughs> Please follow me. I need followers. I'm nearly up to 480. <laughs> 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 oh, I'm super. You should have done that the whole show. And it would have been like he was here. Yeah. And I'm at Bouncy Ball with an H after the second B. And I'm Miss Lelujo. And you can find us on Facebook at the Mature Gamer Podcast. And I think we've got a Steam group under that very name as well, which has got loads wow. of perverts in it. I was looking at it earlier when I was on the PC. It's full of perverts. Why were you on the PC? Doing work like a good boy. <laughs> really? Is that what you've done all day? <laughs> That's it. Um, we shall be back live on Spreaker, 9pm next week. Um, hopefully without Steve again, but I imagine he'll probably find a way to weed his way back in. You know, what even it's though like. it's like a bad smell, that boy. No, he was his, his wife was pregnant and he was on Xbox. Uh, not pregnant, she was in labour and he was on Xbox. How bad is that? <laughs> well, at least he's not here, probably because he's not been allowed to leave the house. Um, but yeah, I, I'm not sure if they've registered the birth yet, or if the you know hopefully the naming competition is still open. <laughs> so keep your suggestions going into on going into him on Twitter. Um, if it is registered, we we can always get get a collection together for some deep poll, can't we? I'm sure he won't mind. In fact, that might be the way to do it. Get it by his missus, register it with whatever she wants, then deep poll that bad boy afterwards, and she'll be none the wiser. Shiny metal twat could yet become a reality. <laughs> See you next week, boys and girls. Bye. See ya. <laughs>